Welcome to Tokyo Fresh. I'm Jordan. I'm here with David. Hi. If you want to get in contact with us, please send us a message at Tokyo Fresh Podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email at tokyofresh at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Tokyo Fresh Pod. And as always, you can contact Jordan. I'm always at Afro in Japan on Instagram. I use Twitter also at Afro in Japan. All right. Enjoy the show. Have fun. Welcome back to the Toby Fresh Podcast. My name is David. I'm here with Jordan. I'm here. My glasses are fucking smoggy. Goddamn, what? <laughs> and we're here with a guest. We've done it. Hello. Yeah, my name is Julian. What up, Julian? Uh, yeah, not too much. A bit sweaty in here. <laughs> Can't have that fan noise on the audio, bit, so. Yeah. <laughs> David has, like, the most powerful miniature fan in the world that just, like, shoots tornado sort of uh, waves of, like, cool air into the it's room. A vortex of it's cool air. It's pretty... But the only problem is it sounds like <laughs> the there's never the, uh, a hum in the background whenever you, <laughs> you use it. So I'm going to be sitting here for about an hour, sweaty as fuck, talking about... I hate you. You know what? It's it is what it is. fine. It is what it is. And I hope mm-hmm. now after an hour and a half of fucking around with it audio nonsense... It wasn't that long. <laughs> It felt like it. <laughs> Fair enough. You got to sit in the chair. I we, we were having fun, Jordan. So. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sorting out. <laughs> as, as you guys know, David's like the audio technician of this podcast. So like something was messing up. And David spends like an hour just like, he's like under the table. So he's light out. He's fixing wise. He's like, oh, I got to connect the the ether cable to the the, the the x port i don't know what the fuck's going on. and you got me and julian sitting you're just like so anyway like this fucking youtube thing's great right <laughs> it's like dancing in the corner <laughs> thanks everybody well, hopefully hopefully it's working i mean all three are recording to different channels so. crystal clear those are some nice waveforms yes so, I'm not yeah <laughs> the issue is that there is some overlap and i can tell already but that's okay you're okay be okay I'll, i i'll have to edit uh, the show where we say no, no editing. Oh, fuck. So, as long as no one says any racial cells, be perfectly okay, David. Don't worry no, about it. We got it. those out before before we started. Before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Stop it. Right, we have Julian this week. Julian, thanks for coming all the way down to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah dude, 100%. So, for those that don't know, Julian is a. Uh, you can do it. Who, who are you? Who am who I? Fuck uh, are you? Well, my name is Julian. I'm a British man. Yes. And uh, yeah, I've been living in Tokyo. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Never know these days. Just yeah. need to clarify. Um, he, him, he's my pronouns. <laughs> um, been living in Tokyo for four years now um, and doing videography for like two and a half. Jeez. Yes. Yeah, what were you doing before videography? I was teaching music or guitar specifically. Holy shit, seriously? Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wait, in a school or what was that about? Yeah, so I've been playing guitar for like 20 years now. Fuck, you know. Um, but that's what I did at college, which is like high school mm. in England mm-hmm. and at university. <laughs> so, so I have a degree in guitar performance. And then uh, after that, you don't make any money as a musician. So I actually got another degree uh, as an electrical engineer. Good man. Which is what I was doing in England before Smart. I came to Japan. Mm-hmm. But then when I came here, uh, I heard that, you know, about all the horror stories of Japanese companies and, oh, yeah. and engineering companies specifically oh, yeah. sounded quite uh, bad. Yeah, bad, yeah, basically, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And uh, yeah, I thought, I was like, oh, I'll just see if there's any like, music teaching jobs or whatever. And I found that there's a school called American Guitar Academy. Fucking hell. Which uh, they got a place in Prongi, Yokohama, which mm-hmm. is why I used to come past this place. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I was doing that for a little while, but it wasn't like what I wanted to do. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I just kind of slowly transitioned into videography, getting a few jobs here and there, you know, like as the side hustle. 
right. before, before we even get the, the videography element is like really really funny like it's, it's an interesting thing to like dive into like mm. freelancing sort of ads videography in japan i know mm. a lot of our followers and listeners of podcasts do want to come to japan a lot of them don't want to be sort of uh teachers or forever they, they, sure, they want to do like yeah. freelance style work but sure yeah before yeah. we sort of dive fully into that like sorry guys i'm gonna flatter this that guitar thing sounds fucking interesting like okay <laughs> wait how did you so you you came to japan yeah with no job in mind first and then went from that to guitar playing no no so like yeah like i said i've been playing guitar since i was 13 yeah yeah, yeah i'm 33 so that's about 20 20 years right 33 I am. David, how old are you? 32. 32? It's your birthday, like... This month. It was just I'm his the birthday, oldest by the way. That's, yeah, you that's are. That's saying. <laughs> yeah, get fucked. Oh, I'm not even 30 yet. Get fucked, dickheads. Come you on. Get in the bin. Get out. <laughs> Too young, yeah. Oh, a, a young man is 29. Yeah. 30 in November, Soon, guys. Man. You, you'll start creaking. You'll, never, you'll start making noises I, when you stand I up. never creak. Yeah. I creak now. Downhill from 30, man. Bro, it's downhill. <laughs> it was downhill from fucking 25. I stand up and I go, oh, what is that, mate? Like, every fucking time. Um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> um, so how did you actually come to Japan and start like doing... Oh, right, yeah, good question. Shopping? So, um, I mean, big props to my wife for agreeing to marry me. Oh, nice. That gave, that gave me a, a visa, you know. Congratulations right. to wife, first of all. Not the reason we did get married, just put the asterisk in there. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do love her, but <laughs> but, oh but it's got it's got its perks, right? She started sweating really, <laughs> really profusely as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a Mitchell... Was it Key and Peele Key theme? And Peele fit, yeah. Sweat, you know? <laughs> Um, no, anyway, she she lived in London and uh, she was there for like two years. We met, got engaged, blah, 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 decided nice. to move to Japan. Um, but the, the engineering company I was working for in England, mm. uh, they were actually owned by a bigger Japanese company. Oh, fuck. So the, okay. the, the director uh, in my company, she mm. would come to, I think it was in Osaka, the, the headquarters of the big company. She would go there like twice a year. And when I told her I was moving to Japan, so I need to quit the job, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I said to her, oh, would you have had to like give me, put in a word for me at the main company, yeah, yeah. maybe get me a job or something mm. or transfer or whatever. And she was like, don't do that. She like literally like, dead in the eyes. What the like, fuck? She's like, don't do that. And I was like, oh, what's wrong? She's like, it's crazy. Like people have to, they're like real old school. She said like all the employees have to get there at like 7am before the boss. And then they do like their radio tysol to get warmed uh, up, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you can't leave until like eight until the boss leaves it's like it's real like real old school that. and it's in Osaka I don't want to live in Osaka, oh, so. Osaka. <laughs> yeah that that sounds like some real kaishin shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. so anyway yeah I kind of resigned myself like, okay maybe it doesn't sound so great and yeah. uh even though I did the engineering thing I just kind of was it's interesting but it's not like a passion of mine mm-hmm. I just thought it's a good way to earn money right right especially in the UK yeah yeah like, you know it's one of those things like your parents will never say like don't be an engineer that's oh, a terrible you know <laughs> you know so it keeps them happy you know or but, wait, wait, just a surgeon or you fucking useless yeah only yeah. <laughs> there's not brain before that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why isn't a rocket before yeah. why you're a rocket surgeon you fucking right like come on you be um, so anyway yeah so like the, you know the months rolled on my, my wife came back to Japan before me because her visa expired her, oh, she awesome. had like a what do you call it working holiday visa yeah 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 and uh, but I stayed behind because I needed to save a bit of money I wasn't expecting to like move country like the year before right. that so I, I get, get myself in order and stuff like that I, you know sell all my stuff and mm-hmm. my life into two suitcases um, so we were apart for like six months and I'd just come here like every two months just to like see her for a week or something yeah that's about so I'm back mm-hmm. and then um just before I came I, I just thought oh, maybe I'll do something like music because I have a degree and I'd heard that like having a degree in Japan oh it's it can mean like, quite a lot, even though like it doesn't matter what it's in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just said before, yeah, it's yeah. I, li- I literally just googled like music jobs or music teacher jobs or something like that in Tokyo, mm. and 
yeah, there were some for like international schools that came up for like general music teacher. But then I feel like I said, I found this American guitar school, mm. which is, I mean, it is a school, but it's like very private kind of thing. It's not like, uh, it's not strict at all. They're very laid back. And most of the teachers, there's a few Japanese teachers, but there's people from like Italy, Germany, Spain, like there's all the international people. So um, yeah, I just emailed the guy run by an American guy. Obviously he, he created it, but um, we had like a Skype meeting and stuff. He was like, yeah, if you want to start part-time. Because they didn't have like um, enough students to just give me a full time job. Yeah. So like work Saturday Sundays, but that was really cool because I came here, and then I just had like two days a week of work, and then I was just like chilling, so cool. going out with the camera, just like you know, just exploring, right, and getting used to Japan. Hmm. Um, and then that just rolled into like someone left, and then they had all these students, so they gave them to me, and I became full time. Um, but that was yeah, that was pretty much. I was just doing that really, you know. But it's just a lot of like teaching. Kids had to play C chord, so it's not really that glamorous. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always interesting hearing like about how people end up coming to the country because yeah. most people, you know, it's like, oh, I have a degree in like physical education, and mm. now I'm teaching English at some Akaiwa in bumfuck nowhere, and it's yeah. like, but to come over and be like, oh, I teach guitar at a not an international school, but like it's you know some mm. kind of a a school oh, that's not a path that I've ever heard anyone take going from A to B to C. Yeah. Yeah. It usually gets very surprised reactions when, that, cool. when I used to tell people that because like, they cool. would not expect, because I'd be like, oh, I teach. Because mm. mm. sometimes I just couldn't be bothered to explain. Yeah. And if right, you say yeah, teach, yeah. they assume in English, English, right? Yeah. But then I don't know, I might just have to mention one of my students. Well, like, oh, yeah, so we were learning this song the other day. And I'm like, what do you mean learning this song? I was like, oh, right, yeah, I teach guitar, not not English or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that's a pretty important like thing. That's why I'm going to sort of uh, talk about this a little bit. I know a lot of people do want to come to Japan. People like freshly graduate and then they mm. go, oh, I've got to go to Japan like right now in a hurry. And we always say like, until the fishmen take over, Japan isn't going anywhere. Like it, it's, going, it's, it's not going, it's still going to be here. It's still going to be here until they flip the continent over mm. and they start living on the the, the, the coral driven underneath. So you're fine. Japan is going anywhere. So mm. like take your time to look into like how to actually get here in a way that's going to be good for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, you actually have a degree in like playing the guitar. So it makes sense that you came into mm -hmm. like a guitar sort of school but i know people that as you said have like physical education degrees like degrees mm -hmm. in like sports science or p or something and instead of going let me look if there's like an international school that needs like a p teacher mm -hmm. or let me look if someone needs I mean, like, those exist those exist My school has yeah. a dedicated pe teacher and i think he's like from france or yeah. something he was like a semi-pro footballer mm -hmm. and it was just like ah, okay well like i'm not gonna make it to like you know mm. the the pro leagues, the pro leagues, or whatever mm, yeah. in France. I don't know what the fuck they're called in France, but he's now he's here and he's like he runs our soccer club. Yeah, he teaches them P, yeah. right? Like he's like a dedicated like physical education person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those jobs exist. Yeah, whether they're open and you can find them at the time that you need them, that's a different story. But <laughs> but they exist. I think it's very much a case of like it, it is about doing the proper research you need before coming to the country mm. like imagine imagine you have like a really good sports degree and there's a school open that like has that perfect like position they they, they need you to come over and teach the kids like fucking baseball or some shit and you're like oh i'm gonna work for interact like you fucking idiot like <laughs> congratulations you fucking scammed yourself yeah out of money yeah there, there's no point in coming to this country if like you get in the door you, you get to your shitty leo palace apartment and you go oh. i'm bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> like like <laughs> Immediately, immediately, oh like, god. I'm poor, I have no money, and now yeah. I'm fucked. Oh my god. <laughs> so immediate as well, holy shit. I know, we know people who came in the country, they had, like, like thousands of dollars of savings, and after, like, six months, they're like, I'm poor. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine how that would happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I always consider myself quite... I don't want to use the word lucky, because mm. I put a lot of effort into everything you know, I do. But, yeah, yeah. but, you know, things like, like I say, just by chance, you know, like having met a Japanese woman... And I wasn't intending to move to Japan, but, you know, I just came here because of my circumstances, right? Yeah. But when I got here, things were much easier for me mm. because, like, she, she like, found an apartment, mm. you know, dealing with all the... And I didn't get turned away for being a foreigner because my wife's Japanese, blah, blah, blah. And she had to live here anyway, right? Anyway, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? And, and, you know, doing the freelancing, I'm able to... I don't need a special visa. Nice. So I was able to just literally quit my job. I mean, for, I had enough work to basically, I never really stopped working, Yeah. but I could have just been a bum for like months and sure. not worked and, you know, because I got a marriage visa, right? So in that way, I guess I'm kind of lucky. A lot of people don't have that. I think the the big thing is that a lot of it is, it's like a constant, like trying to keep keeping prepared at, at, mm. at sort of every stage of the move coming to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one thing like you overlook is that, did you, did you like, like Japan before? Were you like, wow, Japan, I want to visit one day or like... Yeah, I, I um, so the first time I came here, I was like 24. Five. Hmm. That was many centuries ago. <laughs> it was like 2015 or 2016. Uh, I came here during Golden Week. I didn't know. What oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what Golden Week was at the time. Fucked up. Um, my my birthday is May first, so it's ah. in Golden Week every, every oh, okay. year. Mm. Um, and I came here with my stepbrother, whose birthday is in May eighth. Oh, nice. And we both like like Japanese stuff, like games and you know stuff. So we're like, oh, why don't we just both go to Japan? Like, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. He's he's younger than me. He's uh well, at the time he was like twenty, so he technically couldn't drink here. Yeah, but he's got a beard, so like, no, no, I'm questioning. Oh, he's, yeah, no he's got a bigger beard than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, we came here and we just oh, yeah, Japan was so fucking cool, you know. And we we went home, and on the on I remember on the flight home, I downloaded this map called uh, Doctor Moku. You know, it's like just had to learn like katakana. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the alphabet book, but for katakana, yeah, it's yeah, real yeah, basic. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, I didn't know anything. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I, I, I was thinking like, wouldn't it be cool next time I go to Japan? If I know a bit of Japanese, just, cool. just like a, a bit, I was thinking. So I started learning, and then, yeah, like I said, I met my wife, and then, then my interest in the country obviously grew because mm. that's where she's from, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and I was taking Japanese lessons in in Brighton, where I was living in England, um, and then yeah, just kind of moved here. But I think like an important part of like coming to it's weird to say but an important part of coming to japan is not being blinded by your own sort of like wow japan mm. like that, that those filters yeah like if you have those filters up when you come to japan you sort of lose track of like uh, like opportunities that are around you because you're so focused on just like being in the country mm. you get really distracted with like just the country itself mm. like you're like wow the comedies of onigiri it's like yeah but like can you focus on the fucking like job opportunities around you like mm. you only have sort of one shot at some of these things you know what i mean mm. and i feel like you didn't have as bright a filter as a lot of people, so you no, were, I did love it. Yeah, I mean, you have to love it. You know, like, like I was still like, look at all the vending machines. But oh, like, yeah, 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 I didn't yeah, feel yeah. the need to make TikToks about it or you know that kind of right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, the fact that you're here after year three says a lot. Right. Yes. People by year three are just like that's that's when you do or die, right? Oh yeah. Mm. If you're still here after year three, either your life is fucked up or you figured something out. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And there's no right, middle yeah. ground. There's no middle there's ground. No yeah. middle ground. Honestly, fuck. You're right. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 that's right, you're right, you're right, you're right. How long have you guys been here for? Five. Five, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, five, yeah. So, like, yeah, we, we found it, we figured it out. Yeah. yeah. By year three, that was where I was like, yeah, it's due to do or die, right? Like, yeah. do I stay here or go home? Because sure. 
you gotta pull the trigger eventually sometime, Bro, right? Y- mm. Year three is when I gambled everything on like jumping from English teaching to like media. Oh uh, right, okay. I had, like two months of being like mm. broke and like doing freelance stuff for a while. So that was like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like it's like a standard has to be done, you know. Interesting, yeah, yeah. As you get from so you didn't do photography before you video and videography before you came to Japan, like in the UK? Oh, uh, it was more of a hobby. You know, like um, I wasn't really doing it to get paid. Yeah. I've been a photographer photographer um for man with camera yeah literally i mean like the amount of people just buy a camera and like just change their twitter profile to like oh photographer now oh, photographer i mean i have to wonder yeah like you're not wrong like how many people like they just buy like that kind of shit and just like oh now now i'm a photographer it's like oh yeah you bought a like a stock canon camera yeah. and now now you think yeah oh. I, I mean that's how everyone starts right but i will put this disclaimer out there and i say this as someone who does it for a living Photography is not hard. Yeah. If you think that you do photography and you're amazing, it's just like, it's really easy. It is, yeah. You just turn the camera and you point it at something. Yeah. And most clients will be super impressed. Oh, yeah. Just right. because of like, because you own a $3,000 camera, it just mm-hmm. looks nice. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot more work you can do with the angle and the, the lighting right. and there's always stuff, right? But most people don't care about that stuff. Nope. You can just, you <laughs> can take in a, focus. You can just yes. take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Like literally Honestly. in focus, that's like the... The requirement, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, "Wow, because so, their reference is like their phone. It's like, oh, it looks way better than my iPhone." It's like, honestly, yeah, yeah, because it costs like four thousand times the price. Like, but that's it. Like, that, yeah. there's no, I don't know. It's just so easy. That's why. Right. Yeah. Videography, I feel like, is a different beast. Like, videography oh, yeah. is mm. way harder. Photography, I find, is a lot. Because doing both in the company, like videography i'm like yo this shit fucking sucks i hate having to do this mm. i hate having to think about like the storyboard later on and getting all the cuts oh fuck this yeah definitely. i'm just like wow good photo mm. camera goes wow i did it like, <laughs> just hold that button down takes like 20 right. photos and you go uh that's the best one yeah yeah send that one to the client so mm. you go here's a million pounds oh thanks cunt like that's it that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah I, I assume that's what your photography life is like yeah i just press like, the button i don't really look what i'm just, <laughs> my eyes are closed half the time yeah. it's got like the darkest shades on <laughs> inside just like waving the camera around on the strap yeah yeah i mean no, of, of course there is this skill involved but yeah, yeah, yeah i often find that people treat the realm of photography like it's this kind of i don't know like a quarrel thing but it's mm. just so like you're so good if you can do photography, but it's just like digital cameras are like, yeah, they just take good photos. Like do, it does most of. I think I think it's it's mostly because before it was kind of like it the, it was a little bit more of an exclusive club because it's like yeah yeah with the accessibility with of that film cameras was yeah. hard. Like mm-hmm. if you had a good film camera, like that was costing you lots of money. And back then, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean to expose on film is really difficult. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, just, I've, just done, to take I've done the picture it. correctly. It's it's not. It's not easy, right? And I used to work in a, like when I was in university, I used to work in, you know, Jessup's, Jordan? They're like the camera, yeah, 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 camera shop, Jessup's, right? Jessup's, yeah, like yeah. A chain camera store oh, in the yeah, UK. Yeah. But I used to work in the print lab and I'd develop people's films and stuff. Oh, shit. And uh, I mean, there was some really cool, the, the cool thing about that job is because when you develop the film, you kind of have to look at the photo to make sure right. it's, it's <laughs> developed properly. So you see, you do see some questionable things. <laughs> but like with digital, it's like you just print them, right? Yeah. Right, because yeah. you put them through like 50 different chemicals. Mm. If you missed a step or one of the chemicals is dirty, you have to check the film to make sure it actually. Yeah, it's not. probably it's right. Not fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but when you do that, you realize like, man, shooting on film is like really hard. Mm. You know, and that's more to me. That's more of a skill. What's the thing, right? Like you you have 
not only when you take the picture, you have no reference for was that picture good or in focus mm. or whatever. Yeah. So like the second you press that button, it's like, okay, that that might be an okay picture. Mm. And then I have to make sure I don't fuck up developing it in mm. the in the red room. Mm. Yeah. And that it comes out okay. And even then, it still might be shitty. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's I think it's a good connection to like how I I personally think like like 70% of a good photo is in the edit afterwards. Oh, 100%. Because loads of people are like, oh, it should be good out of the camera. It's like, but no. that's not how digital cameras work. Yeah, they no, take, no. they just capture the data. Mm. And yeah, it might look real, real life, but there's no like essence to it, right? Yeah. But with film cameras, that's, it was exactly the same. It's how you processed mm. it. Mm. Give you a certain look, right? That was basically editing, but with chemicals, you know? So like, 100%. I'd say like, if you're good at editing, you can probably be the better photographer. Yeah. You know? Well, when, when I realized that, I think it was, I had like a, I have a shitty like Canon camera. It's like dead now. It's completely mm. old. Old one I bought it kind of thing. And we're taking photos, but all these are great. And then like when I first sort of understood how to do like the editing process, I was like, oh, this is like way better. Like this is way, mm. photos look cleaner, like sharper, like yeah, fresher. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's all down to the edits. That's why like, who's like a like frame of travel or mm. like a Luke Craig who does like mm. photography. A lot of their thing isn't the photo itself. It's in the edits. I mean, yeah, the stuff those guys do, it's more like that kind of cyborg. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk, sorry. Cyborg. Yeah, yeah like cyborg ninja. What are those young ninjas doing? Those like Blade Runner. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, all it's very overdone young, now. It's but, beyond Japan. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's impossible to make that photo. Oh, that, fuck that no. Editing, yeah, yeah, right? like that is like 90% Because that's not what Tokyo looks like. No. It just does not no. look like that at all. Oh, man. Does, oh, so it's a, it's a cool vibe, but it's one of those things like, yeah, if you just own the camera, no one can do it with the camera. No. Well, when you see like pictures of like, uh, where is it in Shinjuku, like Piss Alley or whatever. Uh, uh, Golden Guy. Golden, yeah, like Golden Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, same well, type yeah. of place. Like, you yeah, see, yeah. like, a picture of that, and it's just, like, overexposed, like, red, red fucking yeah, neon yeah, ever, yeah. and you actually go there, and it's just, oh, like, the, the flattest shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, this isn't what I thought it was. Right? I, I feel really bad for... I've said this a thousand times. I feel really bad for people who subscribe to the whole, like, wow, Japan content, because, mm. like... If you think Japan is like like those Wow Japan TikToks, those Wow Japan like um like Instagram things, mm. if you think that's what Japan is and that's your only sort of exposure to the country, when you come here, mm. you're gonna be so fucking depressed because <laughs> yep. so much of it is just like blown out of proportion, which is fake or like mm. it's not like real Japan. Mm. Like I know a lot of people see photos of like crazy Shibuya or Shinjuku crossing where everything's like super bright neon lights mm. wow it's nighttime whoa is that a billboard and you come and you're like oh it's fucking shit it's just, <laughs> it's just people like crossing yeah. a road like people just going somewhere to drink like, look there's not- a rat oh we saw the, that rat that size of the, like a fucking chihuahua was fucking huge big old rat mm. massive yeah. thickest boy terrifying but like shit like that I'm always like when you guys come to the country you're gonna be really a little bit like depressed if that's your if you think Japan is like one for one like this. Yeah, actually, I was coming through Shibuya yesterday after a shoot. I yeah. got a taxi back from where I was coming from. Mm. They dropped me off at the Mark City entrance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got out and uh, there was an elderly homeless guy with mm. pants around his ankles, mm. pissing on a bus stop sign, <laughs> and every everybody was just <laughs> pretending that they couldn't see him. I mean, me too. Me, I was like, shit, like, right, yeah. I can't, I kind, I kind of wanted to take a photo and send it to Shibuya Meltdown. Oh my god, yeah, yeah that's yeah, like yeah. the best Instagram it's um, good, it's good. profile ever. But I was just like, Jesus Christ! So, and I had that exact thought. I was like, this is what people don't see on the yeah. Instagram. Like, right, yeah, you know, it's it's out of sight, out of mind. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's kind of rare, but it does happen. Oh yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's just it's just a country with people, right? Like, yeah, people yeah. just live.
living their best life. Some people like. are homeless and they need to piss on the bus stop. You know, it's just that's what happens. Sometimes. Some people are salary men. They go piss on the bus stop. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this, yeah. this is what it is. Mm. I can't wait till people come to Japan and they see like that whole that you know that classic nine a.m. salary man drinking like a strong zero nine percent on the train. That's just desperation, is it? That's just yep. yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I remember like smelling like it's like Monday morning. It's like the strongest smell of like alcohol on this train. It's a busy train, like shoulder to shoulder, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, who's a f- who's been out all night and fucking touchy caro or some shit, and now they're <laughs> going to work? What is this? And look over. I'm trying to find like the smell, and it's just a guy like standing like two or three people to the left of me and he's got like a beer almost like beer cozies mm. on his can of like nine percent strong zero and he's just like whole another thing happy as fucking larry just like drinking this beer he's got his headphones in i guess he's jamming out to like some fucking daft punk or something <laughs> drunk as a fucking skunk he stinks of alcohol yeah but if you if you go on a bender the night before and then you gotta go to work the next day yeah. you just gotta keep it going you gotta keep it going yeah. otherwise you'll get other oh, the hangover kicks you you. Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if anything why is this man on the train everyone looks yeah, tired yeah, he looks very it. happy it was it was coming back from the from Jay's party. Yeah, I got the last train and I walked in. I'm like, it smells so much like alcohol. I oh, forgot shit. that this was a thing because mm. like I haven't been to Shibuya or like Tokyo in yeah. like I think when I went to Parco like two weeks ago mm. with Chihiro, mm. that was like a year and a half, two years since mm. I'd been like got off the train. Like obviously I went to Shibuya and like transferred somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like get off and go outside, mm. man. Shibuya fucking sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not very good. Pretty <laughs> trash. Like I, I don't understand the the allure of going to Shibuya. Like, and there are like some fun like out of the way cafes and stuff I like mm. in Shibuya. But generally, I'm like, nah, Shibuya sucks. Like I'm not really here to like. Like, what do I do here? Like, what, what's, the, what's it's there? like anywhere within like ten kilometers of that station is just like oh, it's nothing. Yeah, bad. trash. Honestly, shit. Like I have so many clients that always want to shoot, want to shoot on the crossing, Fuck and I'm just like, oh my god, this like, means that I'm going to be just walking into people sideways. And, oh, constantly. Like, I mean, you got to do it because that's what they want to do, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if any of my future clients are listening, I love shooting on Shibuya Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's very difficult. It doesn't look cool. Mm. I will admit, like when you get the when you get the shots or you get the video, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks really cool, but it's so difficult. Yeah, and yeah. Just, and they're just like, yeah, like, I'm just going to pose and like, but like. It's not just me, like with my eye to my camera. I can't. I got no peripheral vision. Yeah, you know, you're hitting into people, but then mm. you just standing there like, twirling around or whatever. That's really like annoying for people. Oh yeah. So like, oh, it's super. I, annoying. I saw. I saw a model get fucking shoved. Oh yeah. Like, they, were, like, <laughs> they were like twirling in the middle uh, in the middle of the crossing, not, yeah, not in, like yeah. the road, like the crossing where people are literally walking. Mm. Tons of people coming. Someone is like twirling her fucking dress. This old man just shoves her, and I was like, Yeah, I mean, wow. I was like, Wow. Kind of wrong. Can't. Wrong for you, old man. Don't shelf her. But also, influencer person. I'm not on your side either. Like, yep. you're in this situation, you're both wrong. Are you equally wrong? No, of course not. Sure, sure. But yeah. You're both fucking wrong in this situation. Yeah, Mark yeah. Meals I mean, and this is not, you know, this is not just like foreigners. Like, so many Japanese people do this. No, they're both thing. Japanese, yeah. But I just don't know why people, like, places like that, they treat that kind of area like like it's not like a crossing, like the busiest yeah. crossing yeah. in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not a photo like, studio, what? right? Yeah, what the like, so like you know it does look cool but you know i think you got to be a bit restrained when you try and shoot in those kind of places it can be a bit it's hard a bit trickier <laughs> do you find it more difficult to shoot like photos or like videos uh i could there probably videos because you need you need like an extended clip right mm. with a photo you can just press the trigger once and then just right. run but <laughs> so usually usually i'll just i'll 
I'll say to the person like, okay, when the light goes green, I'll run into the middle. Mm. Then you walk towards me or like do a pose. Mm. Right. Cause you got like maximum, maybe a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's not, that's like 20 seconds. Is yeah, that it? Yeah. It's, it goes. Uh, yeah. Cause I think when you're waiting, it seems longer. It seems longer. When you're shooting, it just goes like by. It's just, it's like you're in there and then it's suddenly ready again. You're like, fuck. Oh, fuck. But the cars are coming. You're trying to run back to the pavement. Like, because <laughs> when you get your eye up to the camera, right? Yeah, yeah, you you, just, you, lo- you lose all the uh, peripheral, right? So. Yeah, I, th- I think it can be quite tricky, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> How did you go from, uh, so back to, well, let's talk about, so guitar for a while, I did that for a bit, and then you were doing, you are also working, uh, like, freelance photography at the same time? Yeah, so, like I say, I've, I've been doing more photography for mm. maybe, like, 15 years. So when, when I worked back in Jessup's, like, all that time ago, um, my manager at the time was, like, the girlfriend of my best friend. Oh, nice. And we were, like, in a band together. And, you know, just at university, just having a good life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really into cameras. So she she taught me how to take photos and taught me about everything. Because I didn't know anything about cameras before mm. that. So she taught me all the stuff. And then I, I went on a holiday, holiday to America when I graduated university. Classic. And she lent me, like, her, like, Canon, like, 5D or something. Oh, fuck. And nice. like, all these, it was, like, it was, like, five grand's worth of equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. She was like super chill. She's like, take it. I was like, okay, cool. So like, I spent like five weeks going around America and doing cool stuff and just taking photos with one of my friends. Mm. And when I got home, I was like, yeah, man, like this is really cool. Like really fun. I, I liked it before, but like just being a holiday, seeing like, you know, the Grand Canyon and like all these crazy things, you know, it just kind of boosted that vibe for me. Yeah. So I, then I was just doing it as a, as a hobby. So when I came to Japan, Kind of like you said before, like with the, the wow Japan thing, like, yeah. But I still think this is true to me. You just point a camera in any direction in Japan, oh, yeah, and you'll probably take a good photo, yeah, 100%. That's what I, I, mean, I mean. There is that fucking meme, it's like bridge, bridge in Japan, Japan. and it's yeah, yeah. literally the same photo, literally. but there's like katakana in the corner, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm yeah, but it's, it's just something, it's, 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 it is, yeah. it's very, it's, like, it's all like the cables yeah. and stuff. Actually, I heard a really interesting thing, I don't know who said this, but they, they were saying, like, um, do you ever notice, like, People don't park their cars on the side of the road in Japan. I mean, you can obviously stop the car, but there's not really like, you're not in England, like your residential area. There'll be roads, like, all oh, the way yeah. down, there's cars just parked Everywhere. in the street, you know, overnight, right? Right, right. In Japan, yeah, people just stop for like an hour to unload or something, but they'll be gone, right? Yeah. And then if you look at photos of roads in Japan, there's never any cars blocking the sides, right? Uh, yeah. So you might just have one coming down, and it just really changes the aesthetic of the photo. Oh, you're fucking right. You know, it's it's so small detail, yeah. but I noticed that. And I was like, oh, actually, that is really true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah car, there's nothing on the street. The cars in the photo are actually on the road and they're driving, so they got a bit of motion. Mm-hmm. There's no just parked cars just, just cluttering up the scene, right? And then things like the cables are hanging down. And like you say, it's like a little bit of katakana. Right. Makes it look a bit mystical. And like... <laughs> so, so it's just these little things, I think, that add up um, that, yeah, it's kind of make it look cool. I think I've always said, like, Japan does a lot of the work when it comes to, like photography here yeah like, it does a lot of the heavy lifting it does a lot of heavy yeah lifting. you just have to be in place like there's a, i uploaded like a photo on my instagram a little while ago say like, me walking down like a more the yokocho mm. and it was like a really fucking tech tall like we had like a minute to get out there basically mm. i'm just walking it's like a really uh, in a model model perspective shit photo mm. i've got a mask on i'm not really paying attention like it's not really like a good photo but because like the area looks so good and that the street area, really does yeah. a lot of work right heavy, bro, a lot that, of the heavy lifting bro, that street was like, like fucking squatting like a hundred i'm like i'm just there like yeah you're good you're good you're good you're good you're good he's a professional bodybuilder i'm just like the scorny guy first <laughs> no, knowing good, full well if he if he lets go that I'm weight fucked. your arm snap i'm fucked yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but i'm just there like you're good you're good you're good knowing that he's doing uh, he does not need me there he's doing a hundred percent of the work and that's yeah, what, yeah. what the show is like hundred percent absolutely yeah another another place that i've been to is like that is iceland 
<gasps> I've heard. Iceland is just beautiful. It's mm. complete opposite. There's like nothing there, yeah. but it looks like like an alien planet because like the, the the ground is just black, like volcanic right. rock, and and then like there's not really grass. It's just like this, like green moss, and you know there's all these geysers with steam coming out. So it just mm. looks like just crazy like it's just everywhere you look so you just point the camera and it just looks like you're on like a different planet like right. it's really cool yeah. you know like you know, Iceland that's yeah like Big, highly recommend that um, I had friends in Iceland I haven't talked to them in a long time oh really that's yeah cool. yeah in context we can go Iceland we're fucking sick so yeah not just Japan that has that effect but yeah I know that there are, there are a few places that do London doesn't do that London shit yeah like, taking photos in London you're like oh this is like shit this is like shit Unless you're like looking at like the Big Ben or something. I feel like you should like could be anywhere in Europe when I look at pictures of London. Oh my god, it could just yes. be anywhere. Like yes, just mm-hmm. basically right. Mm-hmm. America as well. I found like I found like America. Any like big city in America, apart from you, if you're on that one, what's that fucking the New York Times Square? There is something mm. the, the, the tourist place, Broadway. I don't fucking know. Times Square, right? With all, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, all, the, all yeah, the billboards yeah. and shit. Yeah. Where all the Spider-Man bad guys always Yeah, say. exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I'm not, I'm not going to spar. I'm, I'm going to stay fucking... Secure. Because it's exactly the same thing as Shibuya Crossing. Is that what it is? Like, it's the exact same. Like, is it not? Like, Yeah, basically, yeah. Essentially, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, a wide space with screens. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah. We, 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 we could put CMs here. <laughs> My cyberpunk future that I so desperately want. Yeah. Yeah, why does nobody, nobody do cyberpunk Times Square? Oh, I'm 100% sure that exists. Someone has to. Yeah. It, but like, it, I don't give enough of a shit to look for it. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I think my algorithm, like on all my social media, is like, this man does not care about America. We are not going right, to yeah. America. Which is true. Like, I feel like American cities don't look interesting. The country yeah. is too new to have any. My favorite photos of America are like those like dusty like desert roads with like oh, a gas cool. station. Oh, those are cool. And, like yeah. a Cadillac or something, and like a cactus. I love that shit, man. It looks great. Cowboy distance, just like it's really cool. Like it's just got so much like character to it. Those are cool. But like in cities, yeah, like yeah. I feel like it's it's yeah. the the American like wilderness is mm. fucking cool. There's something very mysterious and interesting about it. But the mm. second you go to a city, you're like, I could be. In any big city, in any <laughs> state, yeah, and yeah. It, it would not matter. This well, exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing as in like London or oh yeah, same Paris London. or yep. Madrid or whatever. Like they all just look better. Yep. Uh, I I feel like that's the same here as well. Like for me, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the difference between yeah. Yokohama and Tokyo? Fucking nothing. <laughs> Basically, nothing. yeah, nothing. If you the, the the only distinguishing fact is if you so London, not London. Sorry, the UK will have like really old like buildings and stuff, mm. and that's very interesting to look at. That's good to like take photos of has like lots of character it's very interesting things like shoot but when you go to like any city you're like trash mm-hmm. i think most places have that like you go to spain you go look at like the sagrada familia or something you're like oh this is fucking spain this is mm. beautiful you go to paris you go to the Eiffel tower this is shit tokyo tower is better you know mm. these are the things that people think when they go to these countries <laughs> do people think tokyo tower is better than the Eiffel tower I don't fucking sucks bro <laughs> shit Fucking not. Yeah, but it's original, man. Huh? It's original, right? Uh, so. Yeah, but it's fucking do something with it. Put put some fucking wings. It's got no colours on it, yeah. No colours. No. <laughs> black and white, mate. Oh, it's black <laughs> and white. It's like, get that shit in you dickhead. We're in 2022. Fucking soy. It is a little bit rusty looking, isn't it? Fucking right? rusty like, as fuck. The oxidized metal. That's the character, man. Right. Rust. Yeah. It ain't even that. A little bit of rust. <laughs> a little bit of rust. Whoa. A bit of fucking character, mate. Get some rust on it. <laughs> Yeah, but you say that, but like all these pictures of J- Japanese houses, they're all falling apart. They're all yeah, dilapidated. Yeah, yeah. They're rotting. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've so just crazy. knocked down like three oh fucking God, dilapidated yeah. houses by by my house. Yeah, and so, I, I wondered. I was like, when are they just gonna like tear those things down because they're just falling apart? Yeah, but there's something about them that looks cool, right? Yeah, and they're just yeah, rotting to pieces, but they look cool for some reason. People like. love a dilapidated house. Yeah, well, what is that? I don't, I don't understand, know. but it looks so cool. Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like a, you're looking back in time. 
Like, what did this look like before it was a dilapidated eyesore? Um, imagine it looked exactly the same. <laughs> they just built it really badly. It just, it's knowing, knowing how landlords treat any of their property here. Oh, yeah. They've invested zero of the money that they've made renting it out. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it was made in, like, 1846. Of course. This is... Yeah. This is <laughs> Nothing's changed. Like, but I, I, w- I would say, like, for anyone listening that wants to come to Japan and you like taking photos... One thing I recommend to everyone is like go to a place that you think looks cool, but like walk away from the station. Oh, good man! To like yes. the residential areas. Oh, so like I was doing a shoot in uh, Megaro yesterday, mm. and I mean I've been to Megaro many times, but like, I've just been to like a particular street that I've never been down before, mm. and it's quite an affluent area. So obviously people have a lot of money. So there's lots of like cool cars, like Cadillacs and like Porsches and stuff oh, on the yeah. street. Like you see them in garages. Yeah, but people also build their own houses, and that's cool. You know, like the traditional like. Houses from like the boom in Japan. They were they yeah. all like prisons basically. Yep, like, yep, tiny yep. windows, they're all like beige colors. Yep. No character. Swear. But yeah, exactly. Like, they're just they're just disgusting, right? Yeah. But all these new kind of builds, they're really cool. And because like everyone's got their own house, like every house is different. Yeah. And it's just really like patchwork, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jumbled up mess of cool houses. So like places like Megaro are really cool to I went to uh I went to a temple in Hyogo. With my girlfriend at New Year's. But walking up to the temple, it's kind of like just walking through uh, like Inaka residential area. And there's this one fucking house. It had a giant stone, like European style, like stone fence with like the top has like all the fucking like spear shaped <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fencing stuff. And it looked like fucking Dracula's castle. And it's like in the <laughs> yes. middle of fucking nowhere in oh, Japan. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck lives here? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? It, it completely different than any other house around. And I was yeah, like, yeah. this is such an abnormality. Like, I want to know what the story is as to how the fuck did this end up here? <laughs> I want to build a house like that. Like, I think if I, when I eventually build a house in Japan, that's what I want to do. I want a weird fucking Dracula-esque. Like, I, I, I want someone to look at this house and go like, fucking Nobunaga Dracula lives here. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got like, a spire, you know? You gotta, <laughs> it had a spire. It had, like, a spire. <laughs> like a circular fucking tower spire part i was like what the fuck yeah. but I, I think like some people that build these houses they they really go hard on a particular theme yeah yeah, yeah. So you'll, you'll drive past a house and it's got like probably like rome and like oh yeah columns like or like statues outside and right, stuff right, right. like the, the greek pananthapon panantheon like it looks like that right the parthenon parthenon sorry yeah uh yeah but it was you know with like the uh the pillars and like the, the kind of angled roof right, and right. stuff and it's just like Wow, like the one that stuck with me is like I think I was in Gunma, fucking nowhere Gunma, and like we're driving on this weird bus tour thing, and then out of nowhere there's like a, a European style house, mm. like something you see in like fucking oh, well, bath or something. It's crazy, like brickwork, like red brick European style building, and everyone just goes, "What the fuck? Where are we?" And it was it was just that house. Nothing else in the area was like affluent or like crazy or giant houses. Just this one house was like this beautiful brick house and everyone's like that's just gonna get like destroyed in an earthquake mm. and the bus tour was like nah like Goomba doesn't have many earthquakes so like this is like completely okay uh, everyone's mind was like just blown to this okay. fucking insane <laughs> what, what crazy house honestly but I, I think your, your point stands like moving away from the station you can find like a lot more just a couple of streets mm-hmm. right yeah like yeah. I mean because if you're a tourist you're probably just looking for a good cafe blah 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 sure. but, but if you want to just spend an hour and get a real taste for mm. what it's like to live in Japan just walk down some side roads it's and you'll just see the kids in the, in the road playing and, you know, mm. just people just doing regular stuff, right? It's, it's kind of fun getting lost in Japan. Like, yeah. sort of uh, get, taking your... I used to, like, 
take my camera and like go to, go for walks and just like find things to shoot mm-hmm. it's like a big thing now people do like photo walks right mm-hmm. like, i know there's like, a growing thing on like instagram where people go i'm doing a photo walk come with me we're gonna walk and take photos together and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And i think it's like a fun little community but if you really want to explore like an area and like make interesting stories do that but do it by yourself mm-hmm. like doing it when I went on like weird photo walks by myself in different areas, the amount of like people I met, I was invited for like tea and shit in people's houses, like or bartenders give you snacks and stuff. <laughs> if it's just you doing it, people are more likely to approach and just be like, what the fuck are you doing here with a nice camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are you here for? So actually like, I remember like the first week I was here, like living here, right? And uh, I used to live in a Gakuge Daigaku, which is on like- the Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Not, not, not too far from here. Yeah, yeah, it's not far from Shibuya, right? Uh, mm. It's a really nice, cool little neighborhood. That's in actually Meguro, but nice. the, the ward of Meguro, not yeah. the station. But um, I was leaving there, oh, my wife went out to work and it was in the week. So, you know, I was working part-time. So I thought, yeah, I could go with the camera. I went to a Kokuji, hmm, no. Uh, what's the what's the, the temple? It's it's a temple. It's got all these like little um, manekineko like waving cats. Oh, uh, not Nezu Shrine. Um, no, no, it's something Kokuji, something Kokuji or Koku something G. I, I literally, I know. I can't, exactly I can't remember, but it's, it was really close to where I was living, and uh, I saw it on Instagram. Like all the cats love cats, so I was like, I'm gonna go down there, right? Go, yeah. went, went down, and it was super cool. And then this this guy just came up to me. I was just taking a picture of a leaf on a tree. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. He just came over and he was like, you know, where are you from? Kind of, you know, in the broken English. And I was like, oh, England, blah, blah. I think I replied in Japanese, you know, and then and then he kept speaking to me in English. I was like, and then he was like, oh, what are you doing now? I was like, a bit ominous. I was like, oh, I'm just, right? just, just hanging around. Just, <laughs> a bit, bit ominous. Just bit taking ominous. photos, you know. Um, you want to be doing it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, well, I'm actually part of like a walking group. Like, do you want to join us? I was like, yeah, go on then. Like, so yeah, he, like, he took me over. I mean, this guy was like 50-ish maybe. And he took yeah. me over to his, get, his, his gang. And nice. they, they, they were all like 50. But, they, you know, they had like walking trousers, walking jackets. Oh, fuck yeah. They were like slipstreamed, you know. They were yeah, ready yeah. They were ready to walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, they were all like super interested about me and like what was going on and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we just, were, I didn't really know where we were going. They just thought, oh, we're walking this way. I was like, yeah, okay. I like, might as well, yeah. I have my phone. I'll find my way back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so walking for about an hour. And then he said, oh, do you want to come to, we're going to go get some drinks in my house. Oh, fuck yeah. Like like drinks, you know? And I was like, shit, yeah, man. <laughs> we were talking for a while and these guys are actually pretty cool. Yeah. And we got there and, um, and then the guy's daughter was there and then she had her baby i don't know if it was a boy or a girl i can't remember but mm. she had like a small baby with her mm. so that they ended up like they gave me the baby and they wanted to have a picture of me holding the baby yes, yes. it's like it's like people yeah, they yes. want the the president to hold their baby like they're like can we just get like a random white guy to hold my baby I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they were like oh what do you do for work so i told them about like guitar stuff and then like he just comes out with this old janky ass guitar like he just puts it in my hands like oh play something i was like uh I, I just strummed it and it was so out of tune i yeah. was like oh well, man it's really out of tune like yeah. i tried to tune it but the strings were like rusty oh fuck yes i think i played like wonderwall or something like really basic classic like, yeah because it, it was the only thing that i could get out of the guitar that sounded yeah. decent and then and then we just kind of drank for a bit and uh yeah so i've got this photo like somewhere and it's just a picture of me with like eight random japanese people yeah, in a house yeah. and i'm just holding a baby <laughs> like it's yeah, just yeah. so random yeah. so i would say like yeah, those are the kind of experiences you can have in japan Fucking f- I you love know, shit like that. And mate. it's, yeah. I love like going on a random tour and getting like swept up in like a side quest. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a side quest, oh, man. Fuck, yeah. I, I, I've got the main mission I was doing. I was meant to <laughs> deliver this photo to fucking Madam Two Swords. And now I'm yeah, on a yeah, fucking yeah. side quest. God damn. <laughs> My entire day is wasted. <laughs> it yeah, happens, yeah. though, right? It yeah. happens. Yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to big circle around. I love, I love big circling. Big circle back. Right, so you went from, we did guitar, photography. How did you get like clients? Like, I, I know when people start doing like freelance, they find it hard to like, when, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like when do I make the change? How do I get clients? Like I, we get a lot of, um, we get a lot of uh, what's called requests into our mm. company where the people people will be like, "Hey, my name's I don't fucking know. My name's Tim Timminson, and I'm I want to be a videographer." And we're like, "Okay, cool. Can you send us your portfolio?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> and we're like, "What?" Well, that's your first problem, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, yeah, yeah. fucking portfolio. But like, outside of that, like, how did you? get clients like. sure yeah i mean uh i think we might have gone on a massive tangent and i, ignore, I, I ignored your last question where well, you asked me how did i transition from the school to oh doing videography so ah, whatever I, I didn't actually answer that question but let me answer both at the same time go, go for it. So, so i was working in the school right and i just i was doing like youtube stuff like mm. just on my own youtube channel mm. and i was doing that just with the purpose of just making stuff that was fun but also to practice my video making skills right yeah. Um, but then people were just commenting, like, you know, mostly my family, to, in all fairness. But they were like, oh, it looks really good. Like, you should, like, you know, you should get paid to do this. And I was like, yeah, maybe, like, you fucking you know, right. I, should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fucking should, yeah. Somebody pay me. But, you know, I I, I thought, yeah, actually, you know, these don't look too bad and stuff. And I was just practicing stuff. And then um, I just started sending a few emails out and trying to contact people. And I think it was 2019. Mm. I contacted, just randomly, I contacted uh, Gaijin Pop. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows Gaijin yeah, yeah, Pop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do a lot of different things. But they do a lot of, like, media and, like, um, pro- probably quite similar to what you do at Tokyo Creative, right? Yeah, a little bit. Working with, like, local governments and yep, yep, that yep, kind yep. of stuff. And uh, at the time, there was a girl there working called uh, Rebecca, but she's just not there anymore. But um, I contacted her and sent her a video that I'd made. It's, like, an example of, you know, what I could do. And yeah. I wasn't asking for anything in particular. Yeah. I just said, like, is there any projects you might need, a, like, an extra hand on or whatever? Yeah. And then she just got back to me. She was like, oh, actually, yeah, I think I've seen this video before. Oh, God. That, that, that kind of surprised me okay I'm like, okay cool and she's like yeah i showed it to the team and i thought it was really cool oh. um and coincidentally there is a project coming up that we think you might be good for i was like okay mm, cool great. so um yeah i went in met them you know we had a couple of meetings and i basically they ended up hiring me to shoot uh like a three-part series for like the central government's like tourism thing holy shit nice. so it was in like nagano gifu aichi and mie yeah um oh yeah and that's how i originally met uh, mason your friend uh, Yo! May- May- mayday sam right mayday <laughs> wait that's right that's when he was working for gaijin pot for a bit yeah so he was the for, like three minutes and then he <laughs> fucking quit the retail anyway, sorry anyway go on <laughs> he did it was fucking anyway sidebar <laughs> so um yeah each video was a different writer so mason was the first one he did with in mie yeah so we went there and we, we shot and you know he, he wrote the article about the video so he was like the host of the video ah, yeah, and i was just yeah, the cameraman yeah. but, mm. but i did like narration for it and stuff mm-hmm. um so that was like the first thing that i managed to land with like a big client and again like i don't know it felt kind of like lucky because it's just because of the timing it was almost like no effort but i, I always say that was it luck is was it like 20 percent timing like 80 percent preparation yeah yeah it's exactly. like it's all about like without having that video already made without having that like portfolio kind of built even if the timing was perfect with no preparation you're fucked you know what yeah, i mean yeah so I, i'm always telling people like you need to be like constantly preparing for what the next step you want to do is like for yeah. example when i was moving from like uh teaching to media mm. same thing like i got really good with the timing i i applied for uh with work at tokyo we kenda at the mm. time where they had like this big project thing they were doing and I just had all my ducks in a row, basically. So mm-hmm. when I applied, it was like, oh, we have this thing that's happening now mm-hmm. and you are the perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. So like looking at your CV, looking at all your stuff, looking at all the stuff you sent us, fucking come, let's, let's get this done, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. It is about like having that, having your shit prepared, basically. So I, I feel like it, yeah, 
cool 20% time maybe but like without yeah, having yeah. a portfolio made like we can do you know yeah 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 exactly yeah so I mean that was like I say I was still working full-time at that point that was kind of how I first dipped my toes into Ooh. the idea of, you know yeah. like, oh maybe I can make this work you know Ooh. yeah yeah because like seeing like how much money people were willing to pay for that kind of content crazy yeah yeah so i thought oh well i could actually substitute my salary with that and Mm -hmm. you know i I can live off that right that's Mm -hmm. the the main thing is like i need to make a living right and i don't want my wife to think i'm a loser so like you know you don't want that (laughs) i don't want her to be like paying my rent and stuff you know so you you have to have those kind of things to figure out it's obviously want to enjoy what what i do but at the end of the day the most basic thing is that you can live right so over the like next like year and a half of that, I was kind of doing more stuff on the side, just meeting people. Mm. Um, but then yeah, so like transition, quit the quit the guitar school like two and a half years ago, um, and then doing freelance full time. I'd say like ninety percent of the clients I meet are just through like contacts. Yeah, it's just getting out, meeting people. Um, you know, just trying to do the best work that you can do, so mm. that like other people see it and think like, oh wow, that was really good. And then they contact you and they be like, oh hey, I saw this video for that person. Sure. You know, could we do something similar? Or another thing that I do quite a lot is just like cold calling. I just email people. I'm like, hey, do you need a video? Or like, yeah, you know, like people that I would like to work with. That's mm-hmm. how I worked with Gaijin Park. That's how I worked with lots of different bigger companies and, and agencies and things in Japan. I just thought like, well, I'll just see what happens. True, yeah. And then, and then people ask me like, oh, how did you, you know, I'll just post something on like Twitter being like, oh, hey, like a... Uh, I recently shot this video with so and so. Like, well, okay, you, shot, so. you shot one with a, a young young man, Chris, a young man abroad in Japan, right? You did a nice. Yeah, uh, done, done, done a few with Chris. Yeah, yeah nice, uh, nice, I've nice. got another. Well, with through you guys, right? I'm doing another yes, one. Yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> My man Jordan hooking me up. Um, but yeah, no, I met Chris like four years ago. Oh shit! Um, boy. But yeah, just I just I met him at the um, after party for. Uh, the, 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 journey across Japan, yeah, which yeah, was yeah, run yeah. by Tokyo Creative, but I think before you joined, right? I was there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I met him there, and um, you know, I spoke to him a few times in between. But the first thing we actually worked on together uh, was the Ken Watanabe documentary. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. That was you filming. Is that even out yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that came out. Now, okay. We shot we shot that last year in October, November. Um, but basically, that very long story short, the, the way that came about was like I was doing a, another YouTube channel called Japan Go. Yes. Uh, with a Japanese guy Yasu, mm-hmm. who was he was kind of like managing the business side of it. I was shooting it. We were both like in the videos, like mm-hmm. hosting, and I was shooting and editing it. And he would like arrange all the stuff. Um, and we were thinking at the time because I think the channel's got about seventy five thousand subscribers now, so it's not small, but we haven't really made anything for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were thinking like, how can we get bigger? So we thought, oh, maybe we'll try and collaborate with some people. So I just said to him like, oh, actually. I'm not really good friends with him, but I know Chris, you know, I've met him a couple of times. Like maybe I could send him a message and see if he's up for like meeting or whatever. So so I did. And we all went out to dinner and stuff. Um, and I just told him, like, oh, you know, like Yasu knows a lot of people and he's got good contacts and stuff. So we, we kind of went to dinner. We, we hung out and, uh, in the conversation, it came up like, uh, yeah, I think Yasu asked Chris, like, oh, who would you really want to make a video with? Yeah. And one of the people he said was Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like a lot of people listening to this probably know Chris's videos, and there's always a bit of a running gag that he really wants to make a video with yeah, Ken Watanabe, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, actually, like pulled it off basically. Like, that's, me, me, that's, that's, that's kind of wild. That's actually. fucking <laughs> holy, yo, Yasu, kind of the secret hero of this story. That's well, yeah, we, like Ken Watanabe is not just like some Japanese dude. Yeah. Right? Like he's a big fucking, fucking boy. Movies. Like yeah. he's, he's in movies with like Tom Cruise, right? Like yeah, it's uh, it, it took a lot of work. We we actually. So like me and him, I, I used kind of my, my 
my uh, illustrator skills, we, we made up basically like a sales pitch about Chris for Ken. No way. So it was like a three-page like document basically. Right. But the way that we the way that we sold it was that um, Chris lives in Tohoku. He does a lot of he's done a lot of the Fukushima video, yep. and he's done like yeah, it's a really good video. He's done he's done a lot of stories or little mini documentaries about people that live there, right? Mm. And uh, Ken has a uh, a cafe in Kesenuma, which is one of the towns that got destroyed by the uh, the tsunami. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so Ken's not from there, but he's got a very strong connection. Mm. So the way that we sold it was like, well, this guy's like at the time the biggest foreign foreign YouTube in Japan, and he loves Tohoku. He lives there. Is he still? I think he is. Yep, he's still there. I think in terms of subs, there are people that are a little bit above. I would say most recognized. Well, I mean, like, are we counting PewDiePie? Because, like, now he lives... I mean, no, no, no. I don't think that counts. Cheating doesn't count. Yeah, Yeah, that's cheating. I'm ruling red flags on the field. doesn't fucking count. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently... Had right. controversy, so boo or something. I don't know. Really? Well, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, he always cursed controversy. Always, controversy, right? yeah, always yeah. does something um, interesting. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and then yeah, you know, many, many phone calls back and forth with his, his manager and stuff. He sorted it out. Yeah. Because um, yeah, that's what he actually does. He's just a, like he's good at doing deals, man. He gets it sorted out. So, and that was it. Yeah. And then, then we put like a little team together. Mm. Um, and then yeah, we shot it in in Kesenuma, in the town there um and then we had uh so there was chris obviously was in the video because it's his video and then the, the camera team was like three people so it was me we went through we went to on two trips um but the first time was me and a, a guy called marcus who does editing for you know yorotaro yeah yorotaro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does like yeah. champs kitchen and stuff mm-hmm. um, uh, the first time but he couldn't make the second shoot so we had a guy called paul who does um stuff for junk food japan and also yep. works with Champs Kitchen and stuff. Yep, 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 um, so yep. both super nice guys, both British. So it was just the perfect team. Every, wow. Everyone was British. Wow, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Se- I'm secretly trying to make Tokyo Creative more British. Like, oh, yeah. Like that's trying, it, man. I'm suggesting more Brits. I've got like, a red coat you can borrow. <laughs> One day I'm going to come into the company yeah. with my hair shaped like a fucking palace guard. I'm just going to fucking... fucking <laughs> well, you've got the volume already, man. Well, the volume. <laughs> fucking take it over. It just needs the shape. Right, I, I, I digress. But yeah, that's uh, fucking sick. But yeah, so we, we did the video and, you know, Chris made it and, you know, um, yeah, it came out and it was just turned out really cool. So it's fucking fantastic. And yeah, Ken's a really cool guy. So yeah, oh, that's right. Of course, you you got to meet him as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? That must be fucking sick. Yeah, he was. Re- I mean, I remember like when he first because we got, we got to the cafe early, right? And uh, it's just a regular cafe, and he owns it. And he came in. Uh, his manager came in first, and because uh, he he obviously knew Yasu was like the point of contact. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. When I spoke to Yasu, blah blah, he said, "Oh, Ken, Ken will be here in a minute, and just you know, just sit down, and make yourself at home." And like, yeah, he just came in. He was wearing some like, you know, khakis and like a fishing vest or whatever. He just looked, like, he just looked yeah. super casual. Like, sure, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he, he just kind of walked past. He was like, hi, guys. And then like, he just walked past and he sat down at another table. Mm. And then the manager was like, oh, he's just got some like business stuff to sort out. So like, um, just, you know, just chill out and he'll come over yeah, when he's yeah. ready. And that was it. But it was not like, I've never met a Hollywood star before, but it was not exactly, like, not what I expected at all. Mm. He didn't, it didn't feel like he was like big time in you or anything. No, no, no. He, no, he, he just generally had some business meetings because right. like, because the whole town, the whole town got leveled, right? Yeah. I don't. You've probably not seen photos, but like when it, when the tsunami hit, it just destroyed everything. Yeah. So they, in the last ten years, they've rebuilt the whole town. Okay. But because Ken has that uh, that um, that cafe, then obviously because he's Ken Watanabe, everybody yeah. knows him. But he's really good friends now with a lot of the local business owners. Mm. So like the guys come in and they're all just meeting him. Like, oh, hey, Ken, thanks for coming back. Blah blah. blah. And they're just having genuine business meetings, yeah. right? 
and he, he's there as a cafe owner, not not as Kim what Watson, a, right? What a fucking nice guy. Yeah, he's oh, really cool. Yeah, so cool. And then they, there's some of the the waitresses brought over like some like samples for the new thing. So he's just eating there like a like a carrot cake or whatever, and she's just like, mm, yeah, pretty good. Like more more cream next cream time. Cream. He's like, nutmeg. You know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah, no, li- literally. Literally, he's just critiquing, critiquing, saying like, yeah, this is this is good for the menu. Just yeah. do this, blah blah, and. um at that time, because we were filming, he was obviously a bit more busy. But apparently, he like works there sometimes when he's got free time. So there's this huh. picture, there's pictures on Google of him just like bringing like a plate of pasta to somebody, and they're just there like some like builder on his lunch, just oh, go to the cafe, like, and he's like, oh, Kim, what an be just like bringing you like your lunch, just- like that. That that's fucking fun. <laughs> that endears me to him a lot more. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Case oh, he's, he's really cool guy. Like there was no no point. I thought he he sounded arrogant. He's um. His way with words is very kind of poetic, I'd say. I, I mean, in terms of like video editing, I don't feel sorry for Chris. Oh, I feel sorry for Chris, sorry. Because I'm sure editing some of his answers must have been quite long. Because Chris would ask him a really short question, but his answers were like five minutes long. Oh, God. But the man's an actor. So yeah, he's yeah. obviously like used to expressing himself in very like, you know, mm. complex and like, you know, interesting way. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of what he said was really interesting, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I'm a man who doesn't. I don't watch many uh, like uh, Japan-based YouTubers unless it's for work. But that's mm. like one of the videos I was like, I'm watching this. I have to watch. This. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very well done as well. Yeah, yeah. Wonder, honestly, fucking smashed it. What's your? Have you, do you have like a favorite client you've worked with, or like would you have a, a worst client you could talk about? Uh, I'm probably the favorite thing. My favorite thing I've done is the water. Again, all right. I'd yeah, because it was yeah, just. Yeah. Unreal, right? Um, Has there been projects where you've just been like, fuck this, like, <laughs> I want to go home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually on shoots, they're pretty cool. Like, um, it's just more like editing, because I don't like editing that much. Same. But I have to, because it, it pays the bills, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but sometimes, like, you get certain clients, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to produce, like, 10 videos, but I've got a budget of, like, $10. Oh, my God. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> I mean, usually I wouldn't even work with them, but, but yeah. some... Some it's more like when you know it runs on with like many revisions mm. or like it just takes way longer than you expected. Yeah. But but you already quoted them a certain price, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. move on. Um, but I'd say so far actually I've had pretty good experiences. Um, I'd just say maybe as a, as a foreigner, I'm pretty used to it now. But like you know, just learning the ins and outs of like the Japanese business etiquette, yeah, and like mm. the do's and don'ts. I've never really made any like big, big blunders, but just things I didn't realize. But you know, if you just observe. Pardon me. If you just observe other people, it's a good way to just learn. Like, oh, oh yeah, he did that. I'll just do that next time. And I feel like the, yeah. the, the, we met like in a really weird way. So basically, um, I was invited to drink with a bunch of the people from like uh, Tokyo Treat, the, the Snapbox company, because they, they have dealings with our company, uh, mm. Tokyo Creative. So they were like, as you guys probably seen, like there's tons of like, commercials going around on all mm. the videos and stuff. So they were like, hey, come and drink. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I have things to do. I'm not really going to drink. And then my boy was going to one. He's like, hey, come on, drink. There's like a bunch of interesting people are going. There's going to be this like one of those, wow, Japan influence people are coming. So like, come and drink, come <laughs> hang out. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm coming. Like, I'm going to shit on these people. This sounds like fucking fun. <laughs> so, you know me. I'm a kind, I'm not, I, it's me. I'm, I, you know, some, sometimes I'm a little dickhead. So I was going with like that in mind. I was like, I'm going to like meet some cool people, maybe shit on some shit people. It's going to be fun. Mm. And I meet Julian there and I'm like, oh, damn, this guy's fucking cool. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> the first, David, 
the first thing this cunt does, I like, he goes, he goes, oh, I'm going to talk creative. And he brings out his fucking meishi. And he, he hands me his fucking meishi. And he's like, well, I've been video video videographers. Here's my meishi. And I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> because yeah, like, that's what you need to be doing. As a as like freelancer yeah. in Japan, you need to have your meishi on you all the fucking time. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Constantly. Because for me, like if I went there and Julian was like, oh, I'm freelance videographer. I make videos. I'd be like, cool. If he didn't hand me his meishi, because we, I, I think I've got like what two jobs since. Just that? to be clear, because mm. some people don't speak Japanese. Meishi is a business card. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, business business cards. Make up some business cards, mm-hmm. like specifically for your freelancing business thing. They're cheap to make. You can make like two hundred for like easy money. Like ten bucks. Like yes. Ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it designed, have it made up. Because like, I think I've got you like maybe two. Did the first job go through? Was it okay? Nah, you got me two jobs already. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. So like this guy. the. If he didn't give me the Meishi, I wouldn't have had like his details so like easily yeah. accessible, which is why it's so important to have them. I and mean, I, mm. I got him online like the same day. I got him on like Instagram as well. But like mm. that, having the extra stuff with the Meishi, you go, oh, this man's a serious, he's not here to fuck around. Had his website on it. I could check him out. And I was like, yo, this, this guy's being fucking. Well, yeah, I think I think I joked at the time because you were yeah. like, oh, man's got Meishi. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah. all a bit, you know, a bit tipsy at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, yeah, I always bring them. But like, I wasn't joking. Like, no, dead serious. Yeah. I like always have them with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're like laughing. I was like, ah, oh, it's really good. But in, in, in obviously, everyone's a bit tipsy. I'm like, ah, oh, it's got his Meishi. Ah, oh. but I'm like, nice. Nah, this is professional business, man. I'm gonna put this in my wallet. We're safe. Do we need yeah, Meishi? Yeah. We don't have Meishi. Do you want some Meishi? We should make some. Oh, fuck. I mean, I, I can do graphic design. Like, yeah, I can yeah. make some. Yeah, if you meet people and you think they might be interested or. Let's get some meishi. It'd be fun. I would love some more meishi. I think it really helps. I mean, you know, obviously you're not Japanese, but if you do it to a Japanese person, it leaves an even more, uh, bigger impression, right? It leaves a bigger impression. Especially if you know how to properly dust the meishi. Yeah, with both hands. Both hands. Make sure the the, the writing is facing them, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta joust a little bit for like who has like meishi dominance on like. You take their their card and look at their weird name kanji and pretend you can read it. Yeah, you go. Three seconds, like. <laughs> Unless it's like Nakagawa, you're like, oh, good, thank you. Oh, but sometimes you've got some weird ass like kanji and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You just can't read it. Fantastic one. Yeah, I, yeah. I always hold the meishi in the air with a magnifying glass and I go, oh, beautiful meishi. Straight in I go, you're checking oh. it's real. Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Note. <laughs> I got, I got five's on a note. Watermark on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that UV pen, like scribble over the meishi to make sure that they are. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's a good meishi. I don't think you go, you pull the meishi to make sure it doesn't rip. Yeah, yeah. Good quality meishi right there is right there. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, on that vein of conversation, I'm thinking like things that people can do. And this is not just related to videography, but I guess any. Uh, profession right any profession yeah just things that you can do to like get clients i think obviously this sounds really broad and general but like you know making yourself seem professional very important but you know set do things like yeah have a portfolio set up a website Mm. only put like the work that you're really proud of don't put everything on there oh my god yes because i've worked on i've worked on tons of shit where like it looks like garbage (laughs) not because of what i did but that people will just send me like iphone footage and it's like you know i'm working with handcuffs on what do you want me to do like yeah what do you want me to do Uh, yeah like i'll do the best i can but i don't want people to see this (laughs) 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 you know what i mean scratch my name it looks awful like i'm not i'm you know that's just the way that videos work right if you, you got your john smithy as your credit because you're like i don't want to be associated that's it yeah yeah so so but you know but they pay me the right amount and I, you know i'd never say that to the client because like that's what they gave me that's what they asked for so yeah. i'll just give them that right but it's not something that i'm personally like proud of mm-hmm. um but just yeah making sure that you've got like a, 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 t- a tidy clean portfolio if you don't really have a lot of work yeah then just really lean heavily into like the things you have done. 
Yeah, true. Mm. So just kind of like really spread it out mm. and make it. So say like if you were like a programmer and you built like, I don't know, you worked on a video game. Instead of just saying, like, I made a game, you could be like, oh, I worked on AI system. I worked on level design. And you break mm-hmm. it into all these, break it into all these, like, little categories yeah. and, um, you know, just really make it sound more elaborate than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie. You know, we're, we're all, I'm probably sure. Like a little bit. Yeah. Little. We're all guilty of just, like, embellishing, you know? A little bit. You know, like, you come out of university, you need a job, but they're all like, graduate job, five years experience necessary. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> impossible. Impossible. Yeah, bending I, the rules of physics. But, like... You know, so you have to embellish a little bit or like thinking about things that you do in real life that have no real relevance, mm. but you could say like are connected in some way. Mm-hmm. So like I used to mm-hmm. play in bands and stuff, right? And and being in a band is really stressful because of the like, coordination yep. and like getting people together, the traveling and stuff like that. So yep. I would just say like, oh, I used to manage a band. That's good. Like, literally, that's what right, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was in the band, yeah. but you know, just... You know, taking the truth and just molding it into something that sounds more applicable mm. to your situation, what you want to do. Yeah, basically. That's really true, actually. I, I, a lot of like freelancers who I know in Japan who do like a, a lot of freelancers, it's also like photography, like videography, mm. videography freelancers. I think a lot of them who have got really big or like who can do like lots of projects do have that that mind of sort of preparation. Mm-hmm. It is about sort of constantly being active. So it's about having having your main show news, about having that sort of website and everything set up and mm-hmm. showing like putting your best foot forward at all times mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Like I, I I know a lot of like photographers and videographers that approach not only like the company, they approach me. Like I, I got emailed on my like my like a uh, YouTube account where someone was like, hey, can I like can I film and edit your videos or can I at least edit them? And I thought to myself, fantastic. Sounds great. I hate editing. It's pain in the ass. It takes so long. Mm. I bet. Let's go. So I was like, uh, yeah, sh- let- can I see some of your work? What are your rates? And they were like, oh, I don't really have much I can show you at the moment. I was like, that's perfectly fine. What, what do you have to show me? I was like, nothing. Like, yeah. That's I was not- like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what the- <laughs> why have you emailed me? What a waste of my yeah, time. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, can I edit videos? Sure. Can I see some of your work? No. Yeah. Well, then no, you can't. <laughs> Why would I let you do this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Or like, mm. we had one that was during the... Oh, I almost got someone a job at Meta. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, like, so I got an email from this guy and he was like, hey, I need someone who has sort of social media background, who speaks fluent Japanese, and the job is basically like Meta, like Facebook, basically. And I was like, that's a, that's a big job. It's huge. It's just making content. That's it. I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Ah, okay. I know a guy who had messaged me like, a week and a half prior, and he was like, hey, I want to work in a job like this. Mm. Perfect timing. Mm. I've got him. So I gave him a quick email. Hey, bro, it came. Like, the job is here. It's meta. It's fucking huge. Give me your, like, your CV. Mm. He said, like, okay. I was like, I need it now. I need it, like, today. I need it yesterday. As mm. soon as you can. He said, like, I'll, like, I'll do it. Nothing. <laughs> Radio silence. Not a single word back. Fine. Gets back to me two days later. Oh, sorry, it's taking so long. I'm like, the job's done. It's gone. Yeah, it's finished. And he's like, "What? Oh, it closed." I'm like, "I told you <laughs> that I needed your CV yesterday." Yeah, and you did nothing for two days, and mm. then you said to me, "I'm sorry, it's taking so long." Well, like, mm. what do you think is going to happen? Like, the what the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Fuck! Like, it's stuff like that that really annoys me. And then it's it's those people who complain the most about like bullshit like, oh, mm. i, I want to work in facebook but i can't get the position it's like well you had a chance you fucking idiot and you yeah you it. like i found those like really annoying you've just got to drop everything you've got sometimes you have to like, you just drop everything and get it done like honestly yeah like, it's, I, it, you know what i mean it, it, yeah. it is kind of like uh what's the word it's kind of um 
not sudden, what am I thinking of? It's kind of weird to have to suddenly drop everything to, for this one thing, but mm. sometimes you have to do it. Like, And you, like, I'd say I'm quite a lazy person, to be honest. Yo, like, same, bro. I just, welcome I just, to the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to, like, this, this is what we do. So. I, 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 mean, I like sitting in my pants with one of my cats on me playing a game, right? Just That's just my life. Drink. Welcome to the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a big cup of tea, right? But like you've just got to be prepared to whenever something like that comes across you, yeah. just just stop whatever you're doing and just go after it. That's because there'll be there'll always be more time to chill afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I, I'm always saying to people like I work like seven days a week because it's not a lie, but I work like four hours a day, seven, yeah, right. seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I work four hours and I'm like oh, I'm bored now, and, I, <laughs> and then I just go and do something else. <laughs> right, right. Sometimes like unless it, unless I got urgent stuff to do some days yeah. some days I do work like 12 hours a day 13 hours right that was me yesterday but, yeah. but because like you know I'll have a client contact me and they'll be like oh I need to get this done but it needs to be done like tomorrow I'm like oh shit, oh, this, shit this is yeah. like a two week job like okay I'll get it done but yeah. you know and then you know then I'm all night on it and it's mm-hmm. totally fine but mm-hmm. you know I just like honestly like to enjoy my life so like one of my main drivers to go uh, freelance was just to be in control of my own time this yeah you know and of course like when you're working for a client you you work for them right and if they need something then you'll do it but generally at the start of the engagement before Mm -hmm. anything is agreed you'll you'll say like when's the deadline true so then then you know when the deadline is and if it's not finished by then that's your fault yeah but you've got loads of time to be flexible within Mm -hmm. that that time right so Mm -hmm. for me honestly like the yeah the biggest benefit to freelance is just not having a boss it was incredible (laughs) i've worked for a Togo creative like a year and a bit now. right it's very, very fun i love it like yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting job and i've said this, i said this before on the cast like 100 times that people think it's all fun and games it's fucking it's oh man i, mm. I worked till I, I got home at midnight yesterday yeah something like that you sent me a message at like 10 yeah. 50 11 mm. and you're like oh i'm finally going home and i'm like what the fuck Ooh, like yeah. why are you still at work it was awful like i got home at like midnight and i was like i'm hungry mm. i don't have the energy to do anything so i I like wrecked like a Yoshinoya, drank mm. like drank, like three beers, went the fuck to sleep. Oh, man. This morning, like that's how you do it. Fuck, I feel one hundred percent Genki. But like yesterday, I was in like I was like this fucking sucks. Chore lines late. I'm not gonna get home to fucking midnight. Fuck this shit. Eat, have a Yoshinoya, drink a beer, and I'm like, I'm, yes, alright, we're, we're back, baby. Let's giddy. Let's go to bed. Like, yeah. Shit, like, but it, there are days like that where you have to work like stupid hours to get the project done. And I think comparing that to like free, that is like, I have no choice but to do that just mm. because that is the confines of my of my job. Mm-hmm. It has to be done. I think when you're freelance, it's more, you are in control of that time. Mm. So if you're a person who's like, yeah, I want freedom. I, I want to be able to control like when I do this work, perfectly okay. Mm. But as Julian said, you've got to be working like four hours a day every day. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you're a type of person who's like, if I had all the time in the world to get this done, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Maybe don't do, maybe don't do, maybe don't do freelance. Maybe, uh, maybe think about that. Yeah. There's definitely like downsides to it. And I'd say like, I don't want to use the word anxiety if it was a bit too strong, but I have a kind of like anxiety about anxiety about taking days off. Mm. Because like, if I say like, oh yeah, I'm going to go like, like, uh, two weekends ago, I went snow, uh, snowboarding surfing. Sorry. Nice. I, went, I went surfing with a bunch of friends down in Shonan. Do you surf? Fuck yeah. I don't surf. I try. Oh, I've only been done it twice. <laughs> I've got bruises on my ribs from the board. Like the waves are like pushing, I'm just all smacking me in the ribs. Oh, fuck that one. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It was fun though. It was fun. Um, but you know, because that's like a whole day excursion, right? It's like yeah, a yeah. two hour train down right, there. Right. Mm. Surf for like five or six hours, blah, 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 hang out on the beach and then come back. So they literally use all day and I'm out of the house. So like, I can't get to my computer and the work I do, I need, a, I can't do it on my phone, right? Nah, I need no, no, no. maybe emails or whatever. 
So that kind of stuff, it does take a lot of like mental preparation. Mm-hmm. You think like, shit, I'm not going to be able to do anything. So I do have to think like, it's not that I didn't have any work that week. It's just like, I knew like, well, I go on surfing on Saturday, but my next deadline is like a Wednesday. So uh, I've still yeah. got loads of time to work on it, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but that kind of stuff can be a bit stressful. And you don't, you never really like off the clock, you know? Mm. Right. It's you work when you can work for as long as you need to work. Exactly, yeah. So I'll just do it. So sometimes I'll wake up and in the morning and I just feel like I just don't want to work right now. Yeah. Because a lot of what I do is, is like quite creative as well as, a, as an editor, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the, the screen's in a weird place. I was staring at it. Sure. That's, that's cool. Like, I, I think for me personally, I know that if it was entirely up to me to get projects done, it would be done very slowly. Because like, right. I, I, I'm, I'm used to, I, I work at night. Mm. So for me, it would be like, it would be a massive rush at nighttime to like get the mm. thing done. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I think I'm, unless the deadline is looming, I it's hard to like activate that switch to make me like want to get all the work done. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I've got to like enforce deadlines on myself mm. where I do not get stuff done. I think mm. if I was doing freelance, it would be like that. It would be like, okay, we've got to get this much done by this deadline. Mm. But if, and if I set that, I know I won't miss it. Mm. But if I don't, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it done. So my work calendar is crazy. It's like just tons of like deadlines I've set for myself to get like way there's like two deadlines there's like the client deadline there's my deadline which is like normally like a few days earlier mm. and i'll be like oh this is done by the deadline and everyone's like isn't the deadline like three days and i'm like yeah but you know mm. now it's done now we're done now we're done right. you know now, now we're finished we're done now i can like I have, I have a little leeway to like not have to look at this for a few days mm-hmm. which is good you know you, you, you it's like similar right, david you have like a you have to set like a thing where you're not going to do it right for what specific like deadlines and work and stuff or like uh yeah for me i had a deadline i think it was the end of end of may Mm. where i had to have my entire year planned out for for teaching Mm. like obviously i haven't planned like every single lesson because that's just like that's insanity yeah because students will work at their pace if they don't finish something one day you have to be able to shift right so yeah, like you yeah. can't just be like okay well we, this is what we're supposed to learn today so you're gonna learn it because that's my that's my master plan right yeah, no, kids, you can't do that kids, you're not listening no no you have to learn this today right it's on the deadline. yeah exactly right and yeah. some kids like i don't understand what the fuck you're talking about but um you know there is deadlines where like i have to get stuff done mm on specific dates because it has to be submitted to like some you know higher power like for me it's like all that shit uh, i have to send it into cambridge in the uk right so like that's gonna take time mm. yeah because we're we're a cambridge that's accredited right. school nice. so, like any of our tests or, or stuff like that mm. has to go to cambridge at least like the final test has to go to cambridge to get marked Jeez. so I have to be prepared to be like, okay, well, this is going to take X amount of time to send to the UK and then X amount of time to come back. What am I doing in the interim? Mm. You know, when am I doing whatever? Like, are they ready to get this test at this time? And if I do it at this time, you Will know, there be enough time to send it, get to it back, send it back mm. and get it back. Right. Wow. Yeah. So like there, there is some, some planning where like I have hard deadlines, but it's not necessarily, you know, very cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Okay, in term two, I have to finish this amount of stuff. How and when I finish it, you know, I'm a little bit flexible within mm-hmm. that time period. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, similar to probably freelancing mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, okay, this is, I have to have this finished by this time, but how and when I work on it within the window mm-hmm. is 
kind of whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You always want to leave yourself with a bit of a buffer as well. Oh, 100%. So say, you know, he's like, I need it done by the 10th. Try and have it done by the 8th. Yeah. Because like something will go wrong and you'll have, of course, you'll yeah, have to redo yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But then you get it finished by the 9th. And then when you turn it in early, clients love that as well. Because they'll be like, oh, man, thank you for getting it done so quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even so, like sometimes people will give me jobs or I'll, I'll take jobs because mm. I know they're paying me too much to do, to do very little work. Nice. And, and I'll do it like the same day. And oh, yeah. Be like, oh, my God. How did you do that so fast? Like, I don't know. Pay me again. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah, right. This was just for you. Special service. One day only return. That's Next it. time, pay me a little more. I'll get it even quicker. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a provider. Then that's fun. I think working for freelance, for, how long have you been doing freelance stuff? Like a... Oh, yeah, two and a half-ish years. Would, yeah. you, would you go back to like company work or... Like never. In my life, the <laughs> thought of getting up every morning, commuting to a man, it just makes me sad. Like my... So I've got, you know, at home I've got the bedroom. I've got yeah. like a separate office room. And walking from my bed to my desk is six seconds max. So good. I could never in a million years do that. So I get up, brush my teeth, yeah. feed the cats. That's for you. Like, that's like five minutes, get, get, grab a cup of tea and go sit at my desk. And then I'll just check my schedule, see what I got to do that day, you know, and just kind of organize what I'm going to do. And, and then I just kind of start on it. If it's not that busy a day, I'll just be like, I'll, I'll just do something else. I might work on a personal project or yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Know, play guitar or something. I don't know I'll just do anything you know it's just whatever <laughs> whatever I want to do that day like, should I should I make a should I make a fucking Hail Mary play to the freelance life is that what I should <laughs> probably be doing because this sounds like for me it's like working from home is so you get so much done yeah yeah so good I find like whenever I'm whenever I have to go into the office I'm like this is such a killer on like my mood and mm. like time now I'm in the office uncomfortable there's no coffee here. None of my shit's here. Like, how do I get this work done? Can you fuck off? I'm trying to fuck off. Like, go away. I'm trying to focus. Like, it's so <laughs> difficult to, like, work in an office. Like, we should really be moving, like, the entire society to, like, fucking work from home. Yeah, I think I can agree. Like, I mean, I obviously love working at home. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing is that, like, my wife works at home as well. Oh, no way. That's fucking So, sick. like, yeah. she runs her business from home. Oh, yeah. So, we're basically, like, at home together all the time. Aww. But I have two cats. So, that's very bad for productivity. No, the cats are near. You know, they're just, they're always, at least one of them is doing something adorable. Oh, oh it's oh, very hard to do anything. Yeah. But I feel like when you go into an office, having that, like, the, the pressure of other people observing you. Yeah. Because you feel like you have to be doing something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I feel like the, I am missing that a little bit. Sometimes I feel a bit lazy. Mm. So I have to, I just like put my phone like in the other room. So I don't just keep checking Twitter and stuff like that. You know, just yeah. just try and do little things to help me focus a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, overall, it's definitely better at home. Yeah. But I think there are still perks to having an office I have, I situation. Have, I have seen some motherfuckers check the weather like 10 times in like an hour. <laughs> the, the the amount of people pretending to work in like offices and like right. situations is fucking brilliant. Mm. The best story I heard was from our friend Jay. He told me, was it, it was Jay, yeah. It was Jay, yeah. So he told me story, he goes, he's like printing something in like the, uh, the printing room. And this guy like fucking speeds in the he's like oh, speeds in the printing room he's like oh looking around he gets a blank piece of paper he puts it on like the scanner and he just prints like a blank sheet of paper then he takes it out and he rushes out the room again like he had done something and jay is standing there like did this man just print a blank sheet of paper <laughs> to make it seem like he was fucking working <laughs> fucking brilliant genius like, they should like that all the time like i've seen like in the office i've seen people just like be clicking through their email right all the emails are red. Just like click, like just cycling through tabs. And I'm like, you guys are bored. No, they're definitely looking for something. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking their sanity is like, yeah. where the fuck did that go? Like, you guys know uh, Wani Kani? Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kanji learnings yeah, yeah. thing, right? Did you do it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. But like when I started doing it, I was working as an engineer, right? But in the mornings, like we, we, we come in and it was a very lax office. Like we'd all come in and have like a, a tea meeting in the morning. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. it was like six dudes just with a cup of tea in the morning just talking about what happened on the weekend. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, you see the game last night? Yeah, yeah. And so it gets like 10. We get there at half eight, right? But by half nine, we're all start, ready to start working. But I'm like, oh, half nine, okay, it's time to start checking my emails. I'll just be doing my wanny canny, like, <laughs> because you have to type in the answers. It looks like I'm just furiously like replying to emails, right? I so I did that for like an hour. And like yeah. no one would have bat an eyelid. Of course not. Yeah. Like, you're right, Josie. Yeah, yeah, just doing some emails. You're a bloody client, you know, it's customer. Oh, yeah. Let's get, get some work done. You know how it is. But oh, you know how it is. Yeah. Oh, I'll get in there. Oh, I'll work, working hard, well, working hard. Well, we, we, we were doing like um, electronic design. So a lot of these emails were like to clients with like really detailed. So the emails would usually be very long because you have to be very specific about what yeah, you're talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Or details and things like that. Oh, we're going to change this material because of this or this won't work because of X, mm. Y, and Z. Mm. Um, so it wouldn't wouldn't be uncommon to see people like typing for twenty minutes straight on one email. So like that was just the perfect cover. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> the perfect crime. Yeah, yeah. Like, All the while, my my kanji knowledge was just going up, going up, up yeah. and up. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that even if you're working in the office, it is important to freelance or whatever. It's very mm. important to sort of like have that time to allow yourself to be distracted by bullshit. Yeah. Like when I'm working from home, I'm always like, all right, we're going to work from like whatever time to whatever time straight. Like phone is on silent. Like nothing is open. Like we're going to get all the work done. Then the next hour, little coffee break. I'm going to mm. grind some beans. I'm going to make a nice cup of coffee. I'm going to sit on my balcony. I'm going to look at my plants. I'm going to like drink some coffee and chill you know what i mean then after that i'm gonna go back to work and i think it's really important to include those times otherwise you're gonna fucking burn out like yep. really badly like a lot of like creators i know they burn out and i know like freelancers do too like mm. if you work too aggressively all the time you just like fucking burn out it's pretty horrible yeah yeah i mean in the first year what i was doing like, i i did kind of start to burn out I, I, I wouldn't say like i had like a mental breakdown or anything like that <laughs> but i was just going hard at it like 10 hours a day seven days because i was doing a full-time job at the same time right, oh, that's right, right. right, right so like, right, i was getting home editing other people's fuck. stuff and uh at the school like my i didn't just quit immediately i went from five days to four days to three days to two days to one day there we go that's good like, it took me like six months to quit that job but yeah, the reason right. i did it is because i like the guys that work there mm. and I, I felt bad because like originally when i took the full-time position i i was like yeah yeah no, I'm, you know, i really want to stay here because I, I did enjoy it at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know just better opportunities were coming in for me so it was hard to like turn them down honestly yeah what do you but know? i said to the, the boss at the time i was like well how about like if every month i just drop a day that's good so, so you can because like you know when you have to when you change, stu- or students change a teacher, mm. it doesn't matter what you're learning, but there's quite a high possibility that they, they won't want to come to that school anymore. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they get this kind of feel like, oh, who's my new teacher going to be like? You know, mm. will, will I will I like him as much as the last one? Or, yeah, never. you know, I'd say most of my students, as far as I'm aware, were quite happy with the job I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would always try and figure out like their way of learning and stuff like that, you know. Mm. So I thought like, you know, I was doing a pretty good job with that. And I think, yeah, they, they realized that and were worried that maybe like, you know, 20 or 30% of the students might end up leaving the school uh, if they just all, if I moved, and they all that's, moved at the same time, you know. happened when I quit right. my teaching. <laughs> there was like a really shitty company. When I quit, a ton of students quit the, right. the after school aid cover portion of mm. it where it was like, that's where they make their big money. Mm. Like, oh, these schools no longer have aid covers because the teacher they loved quit. Oh, uh, yeah. 
everyone was like, fuck this then. Mm. So yeah, I, I saw what you were saying, yeah. Mm. That's, that's why I say that you, you generally have a good relationship with them since you were, since you were slowly like weaning, your, weaning yourself, quitting, slowly quitting. Slowly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I used to hang out with those guys. and um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love when you make like, really good work friends. Like they can just like fucking, you're like, oh, these are gonna be my boys for like a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so yeah. Cool. One, one of the guys, he's like my tennis buddy. So every Tuesday, hey. uh, every Monday we go to... The court. He he lives not far from me, but there's a court like right between our houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we yeah. both cycle like twenty minutes, meet that's the park and play tennis. Yeah, so I love that shit. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm man. Any any final comments? Questions? I mean, I mean, I had I had questions Go. like about. So, as someone who originally uh, for this podcast was originally supposed to be a video <laughs> series, I, I want to know like what what are you doing that is making like. That separates a good video from a bad video as Ooh. far as like a videographer. Ooh. I know that's like the that's weirdest, most Ooh. broad, vague. Sure, question. sure. I know what you're saying though, yeah. But like, how do I make a video that doesn't look like someone's shitty home movie? Like, maybe that's my question. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I guess like you could- cell phone footage shit. Try to make that as simple as possible. You could probably break that into like two categories. One, right. one is like the technical aspect of it. Mm. And one is like the production side. Mm. And by production, I mean like planning, storyboarding- you know, costumes if it's required or the set, set design or you know, in terms of like a podcast, for example, right? right, right. Um, so technical, obviously, is like you need to own good equipment. You don't need the most expensive equipment, but if you know the limits of what equipment you have, mm. then that will really right. help you achieve, you know, what you need to, right? Um, so if you're, if you're really into tech, that helps because you'll know what you can get away with. Yeah. Stuff like that. So things like having good audio, not just for podcasts, but for anything. I can watch. I can watch something filmed on a potato yep. as long as it has good audio. I've said this, said this a million right? times. If the audio is shit, I don't want to see it because it's yeah. true, right? The bad audio K is yeah, matter. it's just the worst, right? So if you're yeah doing anything and you've got a budget of like twenty dollars, just buy a couple of like lapel mics for like ten dollars each, and that will sort you out for the audio. Just yeah. plug it into your phone, record to your phone, sync it and post, and then record on your little Casio. I don't know, like tape deck. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a washing machine or whatever. Yeah. Whatever's got a camera in it, you know. Um, <laughs> so make sure the audio is good. Um, and like I say, yeah, like it's with terms of like the technology stuff. Just make sure, yeah, your equipment is good. Um, maintain your equipment as well, you know, because like you know, if you invest in stuff, make sure you keep it mm. good. Um, I keep meaning to buy like a dry box, which I keep forgetting to do. Yes. Um, but. Japan is super humid. So humid, yeah. So like, I get home from shoots and my my gear is like sweaty. Yeah, it's bad. So at the moment, I've got like a like a big plastic box full of like those like silicon dry bags. I've got those. And I put there. the camera in there, but I need to buy like a pro. They're not even expensive. I just keep forgetting to do it. Right. Um, so it's just stuff like that in the technical aspects, right? Um, but yeah, like production wise, really try and think about what content you enjoy mm. or something something that you would look at and think, oh, that's good quality. I do that, yeah. And then think, why is it? Why do I think it looks like good quality? You know, there's um, when you're setting up shots. So something like a podcast would be a really good example for like a simple shoot because the cameras will never move, right? And you can just set it and forget it basically, right? So uh, like exactly here, right? You've got obviously a space that you have for podcasting, right? So you could set up the lighting and stuff, but just do a lot of testing, you know, Mm, make sure if you don't know about lighting, that's a good chance to learn, right? Yeah buy a couple of cheap lights, just use some lamps you got lying around. Mm. Um, with the cameras, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't match the settings on cameras. 
So if you're using like a Fuji and a Canon or Sony. Yes. Oh, and like the ISO or is like different between them or the aperture is different. And well, yeah, aperture, but more so like the color balance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like cold and warm, right? Warm, they're they're yeah. like cool and warm. Um, also the tint, which is like the green and the red. Mm. All cameras have like an inherent um, color profile to them. Right. So, like, even if you set them all to, like, neutral or the standard it's color... It's not going to be the all same. They'll all look different, the right? Yeah. And when you flick back and forth between the shots... You can see it. Most people don't notice. You know like, it. This is the thing that drives me crazy, because because <laughs> as a professional, I watch things on YouTube, and I'm like, this is awful. But it's got, like, a billion views, yeah. because people actually don't care. But if you're getting paid, you have to pay attention to yes. that, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, if you want people to think, like, look at your content and... It's almost good when people can say like, oh, that looks really good, but they can't explain why. why. Yes. That's when you're doing a really good job because it's just like so subtle and Mm. you're just just killing it. So like if we're going to start doing, uh, maybe not not us, like let's just say you're going to start doing video, you want to take some video somewhere. Mm. What are like, if I'm starting out, I have nothing. What are some essential things that like you think that I would need? Uh, Video, if you're going to do a video. um, So the most... Just, you just need two things, a, a camera, or I guess three of the things, because if it's a camera with a, a separate body, a camera, a lens, and a microphone. Yeah, Right. That's literally all you need. But a fourth very essential thing would be an ND filter for video. Mm. So ND filter is just like a, like a black glass that goes over the lens. And the reason you need ND filter is that um, to get like a natural looking image that's not like a bit like uncanny and a bit too sharp and jittery, mm. uh, you want to have a slow shutter speed. So if you're shooting at 24 frames for a second, or I shoot at 30 for most things. My shutter speed will be set to 60, except in Japan I set it to 50 because all the flickering the lights. Flickering lights, lights. Yeah, yeah. I've I want no, it at 60. I want it at 60, but I have to set it to 50 because of Japan. But because it's so slow, so like but that kind of shutter speed, if you took a photo at 60, you'd have to have it on a tripod to get it really sharp. Oh, yeah. Even though it's quite like 1 60th of a second is quite fast. Your hand would still move enough that it would be a bit it would be a soft, bit right? Jittery, right? Um, you don't notice in video because you know motion is part of the mm. video, right? So it kind of masks that. But right. because the, the shutter speed is so slow, a lot more light comes in. So getting the exposure right is basically yeah. yeah. So basically, you set the camera for the image or for the kind of the effect of the motion, and it'll always be way too bright unless it's like indoors or something like that. Mm. So then you put the the correct ND filter on the front, um, and if you want like a variable ND, you can just twist it. And it will get brighter or darker. They're oh, more... it's got like an, some kind of an aperture on it where you can. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll be they'll be rated in like stops of light. So like, okay, the whole equation for a stop is just stupid, but uh, it's like it's like an amount of light it will get darker or brighter by. Yeah, right. So the one I always use is like a two to five stop uh, filter. But if you went if you put like the five stop filter on directly with compared to with it without it on, it's. It's like four times as dark. It's almost like pitch black. So it, right. it does cover a, gr- a good amount. So, you know, if you're filming somebody and you're following them from outside and you suddenly go outside, so you're inside and you go outside and the light suddenly changes, you can just twist the thing quickly. Yeah, and You'll see it on, the, obviously, the camera, but you can just cut away or... Right, yeah. Like, creative. I mean, that's kind of like... Uh, in games you have like hdr stuff right like yeah you're yeah. going from outside to inside and it's just like <laughs> like yeah. bloom and shit and you're like oh my and god and yeah like, you know in the game it's programmed to be a certain amount right but like right. uh i think red dead redemption 2 did that really well mm. you go inside and it would illuminate like, more but if you looked out the windows they were like blown out yeah. yeah because that's what your eyes actually do and then yeah when you walk outside it, it kind of fades down again yeah but yeah with the nd you could just twist it and it would just fade down and the, the other thing I'd say is I never, ever set anything on the camera to auto. 
Like, just never do that. It's just the worst. Mm-mm-mm. Like, uh, I see a lot of people on YouTube videos, they'll use auto ISO. And it will, like... It just pulses, right? Yeah. The, pro- the problem with auto ISO is that... Um, so, like, literally, what I'm looking at now is, right, there's, like, my peripheral vision. I'm looking at an indoor scene with walls, but right in the middle is a big window. Yeah. So, right. imagine, imagine that curtain wasn't there. It's quite dark in here, but that sensor part would be so bright. Yep. And usually what the camera sees, it will take the average brightness and expose automatically to that. Right. And this would just be like a giant box. Of- yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's so bright yeah. and it's in the center, it would just do that. You can set the spot to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I could put a custom spot on your face or your face and it would and expose it- to that, right? But generally, like, people don't realize that. They'll have it to like center or like average, uh, what do they call it? Average balance or something like that, center balance. Mm. And it will just, yeah, take the the medium, um, the light. So, yeah, you have that. And then the problem, uh, like I think you just said, Jordan, is like you get this kind of pulsing. Because as you move the camera around, the if the, I point the light in... light levels change. Yeah, in the corner, the corner it's dark, and then your face is a bit bright, it's reflecting light, but then that's really bright. And it will just start pulsing and fading, and it just looks disgusting. Yes, <laughs> I have like stopped watching videos because I'm like, oh, this is like this is unwatchable. Like I yeah. can't. Your thing just keeps like, like every second, it's like, mm. ooh, 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 every second. And I'm <laughs> like, auto autofocus is a bad thing too. Like yeah, if if I watch anyone's video and they're like sitting in a room and not moving, mm. and the camera goes like out of focus for like mm. a second, and then back, oh, and then back in, mm. I'm like. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, did you, did you, did you watch this when you, were you editing this blindfolded? What the fuck? How did you? Yeah, it, like, it doesn't make sense to me because like, even on like that camera there mm, yeah. sitting on my wall. Right, right, yeah. It has, when you're in the manual focus, I don't know what kind of like magic wizard technology Canon does, right? But like when you're focusing, it like actually puts like a yellow outline on I love what's that. in focus. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. cool. So like there is no reason why you couldn't have it be in perfect focus 100% of the time. It is so easy to set up. Yeah, that's called peaking, focus peaking. So yeah, okay. so yeah it'll put there like a, and you can change the color or whatever, but. Sick purple. Talking about like focus, I'd say like maybe maybe it's not so necessary if you're just locked off on tripods in a right, studio, right. but learn to manual focus. Mm-hmm. Like I I know quite a lot of videographers and I've never seen them manual focus and it worries me because they shoot everything in auto. That's worrying. Oh my god. So I've got a Sony camera and it, it like the one of the perks of the camera that I own is like it's renowned for having the best autofocus. It's it's just like flawless. It doesn't it never misses a beat. It locks onto the eye and it's just perfect, right? And I do use that like when I'm doing wide shots. Uh, I was doing a shot yesterday, right? And I had the, the camera on a gimbal. Mm. So I'm more focused on holding the gimbal correctly, mm, right? right. Mm. And uh, But as long as the person's in frame, it's always focused on their face. That's good. And it, it fails like 0.001% of the time. Like just, just when it, the lighting goes weird or whatever. But it basically always works. But if any like B-roll, like I never shoot that in auto. Because oh, it just never knows what you're trying to look at, right? Right. You know, if you're pointing at like, I don't know, I want to focus on this like, you know, foam on the wall here, but maybe I want to focus on this particular line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll just focus like up here and yep. stuff. And if it's really shallow depth of field, like the difference of like a millimeter can really everything change right. the mm. the look or whatever you were trying to do, right? So yeah, learn manual as well. That's really so speaking of like B roll, like what what to you makes good B roll, right? Because I know you can just go online and be like, I need to find B roll, and then someone right. like here's the moon going behind the mountain. B-roll. Yeah, like, like like there's like a million different things you can get for B roll, yeah, like, right? It all depends on like what you're shooting. But if if you are shooting B roll yourself, like mm. what are you doing? when you're shooting b-roll that makes i i always do pretty close up the thing if i'm shooting like 
things like my i'm shooting this bakari sweat bottle mm-hmm. we shoot for youtube mm-hmm. so like right if chris broad is like oh i had this great bakari and he says bakari then we have to focus on the bakari mm. i would do like really like sort of in the middle of the table so you can only see that maybe long bottles so top down very like stable hands just tiny little loop wow bakari and then, then cut back to- and then we're back yeah that's it like very simple i because i'm i can't really shoot I, I only i can only shoot like very simplistic bureau of like yeah, yeah. And shit for work but anything else i'm like oh. well that, that's that's all it needs to be you can make it really cinematic and you can layer everything in the particular way and get mm. the focus and all that kind of stuff but mm. well, you kind of basically said what i was going to say is just always make sure you have a point to the b-roll yeah it's true. don't just cut away to something completely irrelevant right yeah, it's just yeah, stupid yeah. which you sense. see so, so much in yeah videos yeah it's like what does it's because like, people don't want to pay for good b-roll they want to pay for someone to go and get the footage so they're just gonna, right they'll go on like story blocks or motion array or whatever yeah, stock yeah, websites yeah. and they'll just download something that kind of matches mm. you know they'll be making a video about japan and they'll say like narrate to airport but they can't find a video so they'll just put like new york airport or something yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. everything's yeah, in dollars yeah, and it's yeah. flying just yeah. an airport right yeah. which is you know it's technically the same thing but mm. but it, it kind of pulls you out of the moment as the yeah. viewer because it's not coherent right so then the needs like a deeper like, especially when you're looking at like videography this is why it takes especially with me like so long to edit videos i feel mm. like if I'm going to put something out, there's no point putting something out that's like subpar. Mm. You want to put something out that's like really good. I want to draw, I want people to watch this shit and be like, oh, that was very entertaining. I watched the entire thing. Mm. I very much enjoyed the video. And like having, especially if you're like, a, if you're like a just starter, you're, you're, you're a new creator, having those sort of not glaring mistakes, but those small mistakes and like, like coherency errors and stuff like that. That's enough for people to go like, hmm, maybe, mm. maybe, yeah. I, maybe I won't subscribe. Because it seems like this person is pretty fucking tactile with the video, so let, let me let me mm. back away a little bit, you know. Yeah, with the with the edits, I don't I don't do this all the time because I don't have someone to do it with. But if you've got like a partner or you know like a friend who like could check videos for you, because you good. always miss something. Oh yeah. Even if you yeah. think it's perfect, oh, like yeah. they'll always be like, "Oh, you spelled that wrong," or oh, like, yeah. "Here's a frame of black because you didn't." Yeah, like one oh, frame. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the yeah, enemy. Yeah, like the blank yeah. frame. Just something stupid like that, right? And you yeah. and and like you said, like a blank frame because it flashes so by so fast, and you've already watched the video a hundred times. Yeah. You you are watching it, but you're not really paying attention. Yeah. Right. And you just miss it, right? So it's really easy to do stupid stuff like that. Um, one thing that I always do, which I probably should admit on camera, but <laughs> on audio, but I always have like random clips like muted or like, because when I'm doing the audio, I'm balancing the audio and sometimes I'll, I'll be soloing tracks and I just forget to unmute everything at the end. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and, uh, I'll, I'll check through it and I don't, I don't notice. And then I'll send it to the client and be like, oh yeah, it looks great. But like, there's something wrong with the audio. I'm like, oh, fuck. like, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. like oh yeah, sorry. That was my, and you realize yeah. it's going to take you three hours to re-render the entire movie again. <laughs> well, yeah, thankfully I've not had anything that long, but yeah, I'll always just, oh, sorry. I didn't realize. I mean, everyone's always, you know, really totally fine with it, but yeah, still, yeah. you know, you, you never want to make a mistake like that to a client because yeah. well, like they never really say anything judgmentally. I guess it could be construed as like unprofessional, unprofessional right? yeah depending on the situation yeah but you know people just make mistakes you know it's, it's not the end of the world I, whenever i deliver the very final thing it's always perfect right yeah, but yeah. um for drafts it can be a little bit a little bit tricky yeah it's like, like we, we, we're working with a new editor now and i think he had like one like tiny mistake he, he like was typing something to search something i think and he typed it in the wrong place and it became like a text on the video on the corner somewhere <laughs> and it just flashed big me. booty bitches <laughs> 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 how do i spell the n-word i don't know <laughs> <laughs> flash and vanish and i was like what the fuck was that and i go outrageous and I see, I'm like, yo bro so we just tell like bro you, you you've done this thing and he goes like oh he's like i'm so sorry oh, oh my god i'm like yeah it's true bro don't worry about it like, i got you got you yeah it's, it's really easy to do stupid stuff like that 
or like I don't know. Like, I'm Premiere Pro have this issue where like sometimes you'll just click somewhere on the timeline, and for some reason it just selects everything. Oh, I've done that, yeah. So I'll, oh, I'll, I'll yeah. just be like, yeah, I'll delete this clip. Boom, I'm like the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah. fuck, like I mean, you just control Z, it's totally fine. No, but then, and, and then Premiere crashes, none of you like a save. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, but like, oh, uh, or, yeah, or, always auto save. Experience auto save is essential. essential. Um, and like maybe something regarding like editing. It's like if you finish the first draft of a video and it's like twenty minutes long, like. Mm. It needs to be ten minutes long. Yeah, like without without fail, like watch it again, try and be as critical as possibly can, and think like, does that really need to be in the video? Because there's like usually you can cut half of what you've got already. Because people don't have the attention spans of a goldfish nowadays. I mean, TikTok is training people to Mm. watch videos that are like six seconds long. You know, and and that's so weird because like I can watch like an hour and a half long YouTube video. And oh yeah, like, yeah, mo, mo, like so, so, I mean that's I, I hate short form content. But, oh, but but the general the general population, mm. right? It's nothing about intelligence. I don't think it's just it's just the way that the trend is going. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. no, it's a hundred percent about intelligence. Yeah. Those people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like call it like you see it. <laughs> I just, I just, I personally just love documentaries. Yeah, so I just like, you know, I watch stuff like, um, like Veritasium Ooh. on YouTube or like, I like science stuff. Summoning Souls or, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, you know, cool documentaries about random stuff. Uh, what's that guy like Johnny, is it Johnny Hill? He used to work for like Vice or no Vox. Mm. And he does all those like, um, why is China the next big threat kind of things. Oh, those are and and they're, they're not like, um, I mean, he, I think he's very reasonable in his explanations. Mm, 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 but he just does these uh, interesting documentaries about random stuff. stuff yeah. but that's cool, right? But I think unless you're really good at it, like he is, like it's really mm. hard to break into that niche. I think both. Yeah. both pretty, like the, the, the TikTok short form content is pretty big. Is, especially in Japan, it's massive. Like it has like, a place. It's yeah, it's got a mm. place definitely. Like, if I'm on the train or whatever, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I, maybe I'll flick through some TikTok. It's it's mm. whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's like a. Oh, I got to go off the train in two stops. I right, that's like yeah, a thousand TikTok videos. Cool. <laughs> I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch some of those. <laughs> it's chill, you know. But I think when people go home, like chill out for the evening, they're sitting on. You can flick on some YouTube. You, know, you can mm. watch some interesting long form content. Mm. And there are those who sit around their bed flicking through TikTok, of course. But I think people realize that like it it is a problem. Like people have slowly sort of understood that this is kind of a time suck. Mm. Like I've been sitting in bed for three hours flicking through like TikTok videos. I could have been doing something productive. Well, yeah, and that, well, and that's the insane thing, right? So you spent three hours flicking through TikTok, and like every video is six seconds. So like, how many videos have you yeah. just like? absorbed into your yeah, brain yeah, subconsciously yeah. Uh, and then it's wild. i don't think any side of the content is dying i think tiktok videos are great on tiktok they have a problem for it and youtube is youtube like it's the, right yeah and, the and never the twain shall, never shall the twain shall meet and seriously like it, they are they are where they are and i think for those who are like oh, this is crazy this is like very much like how the sausage is made type content but for those who've like started with uh short form content and they're trying to jump over to like long form content they are finding that jump so difficult mm. they don't need they don't know how to make anything longer than six seconds it's mm. true yeah that i'm not gonna say it crushes your creativeness but making for me making like i've made some random short form content on tiktok and got like ten thousand views mm. hundred thousand views it's easy it's not hard but that type of like skill i can't use that on on it on youtube mm. like i can't make a quick six second video and put it on youtube i mean you can because youtube is currently pushing that algorithm mm. but you won't see any real growth and mm. it doesn't lead to like money because you you still can't monetize that content on youtube mm. so like it, for me it kind of feels like it does have its place which is tiktok but if you want to make like good long-form content for youtube it is a case of like 
you gotta work on them editing skills, baby. You gotta get that done, decades. Yeah, decades. I think there's a lot to be learned. Like I used to be very against like TikTok. Uh, same thing. Like you know, angry man yell. Oh, come on. Kind of <laughs> well, that, was, that, that was us. <laughs> but but like but like I can try to step back and think like, but why are people watching these videos so mm. much? And then like I I still think they're just absolutely garbage. Brain damage. But but yeah, but but. What are the like the editing techniques and what are the, the what are the tricks that people are using yes. to to keep yes. you engaged, right? Mm. Even if it is for six seconds, yes, you know, and you know you go through. I mean, there's so many varieties of videos. I mean, obviously, one trend is like having an attractive girl in the video that will get you a that will get you a million. I likes. mean, that is that is the. Mm -hmm. The way to get someone to watch anything since time immemorial time began. I saw one of these like, and this really annoyed me for two reasons. Because one, it was just really like, obviously provocatively trying to get like teenage boys to watch the video. But this girl was like genuinely like, like a beast on classical guitar. It was her playing classical guitar. Mm. But she had this like skin colored shirt on. So oh, it just looks like off. she was shirtless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was just like... Fucking tearing it up, man! Yeah, playing yeah, this yeah, piece, yeah, yeah. I was like, "You're actually good. Why yeah. are you doing this? Stop like, being a... like rely on your actual talents." Because, mm -hmm. like, I've, I mean, I know quite like classical guitarists, so I don't think any of them could play like she was. Yeah, it was like it was crazy. So, like, I just felt like disappointed. You, you do find that a lot of this very much behind the scenes stuff. So, no names we mentioned, but there are people who come to our company. They ask for like even like behind the like statistics I've seen. They'll go like, "Hey, I'm I'm whatever. I'm a creator. I do mm. this creative stuff." Here's my demographics. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And you look and it's like 94% men. Mm. I'm like, what, what, what do we do with this? Mm. What we, what, what's happening here? And like, why is half your profile wiped? What was happening before before the last <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> What the fuck was happening? Because there are only, you have, you, have a, you have 3 million fucking followers. Mm. You have only 10 posts and 94 to 98% of your people are like men. What the fuck happened here? Like, right, I don't, okay. no. <laughs> what, what? You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's very weird. It's very suspicious, as as the late philosopher Dora would say. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like it. I like it. Yeah, all. it's a little bit like questionable, right? It is indeed. Think about what content you're putting out there, guys. Like, make something you you're generally proud to release. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there. I I don't doubt that there are people that are genuinely proud of. Oh, in that case, do you? Yeah. Hey, I mean, yo. However, you get paid, bro. Lang, listen. However, you get paid, we don't care about that here. You know. Get but paid. I will judge you for it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I judge me for how I get paid. So yeah, 100%. I'm judging everyone. This is what it is. Anyone, any final questions, comments, concerns, my man? I don't think so. I mean, like, I'm sure the second that I hit stop. Oh, 100%. Oh, here's the fucking question I really wanted to ask you. <laughs> 100%. We'll get him back on if we need to. Well, you can ask me, but only you will know the answer. Ooh. Not your listeners. <laughs> get <good>. fucked, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, plugs? Plugs, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as a Kantan Japan. Kantan uh, is my handle. Uh, one of them is like Kantan underscore Japan. Mm. One of them is without the underscore. I can't remember which is which, so you'll have to solve Instagram that is the one without. Yeah, solve that mystery. Um, we'll have in the description as well. And if you uh, need a f videographer in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Here is Neishi. You can check out juliandamatsky.com. That is my uh, name.com. It's very good. My portfolio. And uh, yeah, if you want to see what I'm up to check it out thanks so much awesome. thank you so much for coming all the way to do our podcast thank you for having me yeah. that was great fun honestly I haven't been on a pod for a couple of years so yeah, oh, it's, fuck been, yeah. it's been fun yeah absolute treat no one said anything they shouldn't have said fucking fantastic good episode everyone while the mic was rolling well, <laughs> 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 and on that note guys I will see you next time until you know stay safe you know make videos blah 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 love you bye <laughs>